know the boys to my left, Steve Fezzik, two-time Super Contest champion, who somehow, some way, is competitive in the Circa Millions. We're going to have to figure out how <laughs> because I'm not sure he's had a winning week with his top two picks on uh, our Super Contest. He's been doing fine with the late telephone, or as they used to call it, the all-access. But Saturday night hasn't been the time to bet for you, Steve. It has not. And, in fact, I can speak to that in terms of my own Westgate standings, which I haven't even looked up because I'm doing nothing in the Westgate. But there's a different cutoff, Circa. You have to make your picks. It's like, it's like nine hours different, right? It's nine hours different. That's, that's called the death zone for apparently. <laughs> you might ought to send RJ your picks nine hours before. Well, you know, I do think there's something <laughs> to that. I think, we should, I think that cappers should discipline themselves to make picks right when they before the opening number like that to me that's the best thing you can do what should the line be in this game boom 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 and then guess the line almost mm -hmm. and then what's the number and then you fire or you don't that's what we have to do on the college basketball podcast because we're you know talking about games that are three days down the road there's not a line on them we have to project what the line is going to be now that's in the same feed yep so if you're not subscribed subscribe it's free on your favorite pod player just subscribe if you do, you might have looked at it and said, ah, and then, ah but maybe it's not so good. You know what? Next week, we'll take the best mm, four minutes, one clip of a four-minute clip, and we'll play it at the end of this one. Cool. Uh, but you're with uh, who? Griffin Warner is the guy doing the college basketball podcast He was the TCU with quarterback. No, that's the college football <laughs> pod, and he was the Rice quarterback. Okay, and then you said he was the one of the best – quarterbacks in rice history second best second, second best. best i said impossible snap crackle pop, pop. top three for sure uh-huh you're trying not to laugh you love that joke i you did i just feel like it's the joke now that it's now that i've heard it like the third time it doesn't have the same snap crackle pop to it uh-huh well <laughs> i mean so you don't like rj's joke anymore no i, I so listen somehow you watch three's company again and again yeah no i'm joking <laughs> right. okay so you've got you've got a college pod now this is separate than the Fezic focus yes yes so this, uh, this is just all a, on one feed, all on one feed, a but bonanza. not more than one a day is what we try to avoid and you know at least five or six a week now the golf is there that golf pod still happening when they hear my voice, they must be like, oh, thank God. <laughs> but you know what? I actually like it because what we're going to do is in a Darwinian sense, what do people like? We look at the numbers. Hey, see you later. Right. Go, go, go back. You know, maybe the rice guy gets fired or maybe he gets upped. Maybe so. That's what I'm saying. Maybe I get fired. Who knows? You know, let's just say there hasn't there's there hasn't been formal discussions. <laughs> OK. But <laughs> All right, Fez. I think but but. What you're saying about those lines, had you ever done that before, making the lines before they came out? I, Brad Brad Powers and I did the same thing when we did the college basketball. I never, I'd never thought to do it before that because I never had any real reason to, I guess. But do you see how it kind of helps you be – it takes away any sense of what the line maker is trying to – Because to me, no one knows that. Everyone thinks they do. And, and let's just say this. Maybe some people know, but it's a small minority. Like, Because sometimes it's like – the thing that always freaks me out is when someone says – I like this game, but the line's too good. Mm. It's like if you don't trust, like, like if somehow that's well, when you should really like a game. Yeah. Now I get that if you see, if the number seems sus suspicious, you want to extra research it. Like, what am I missing? You got to ask that question. I'll do that all the time with Fez. I'll say, Fez, I, boy, this seems sure. You know, I don't know. We'll segue into it. Do you want to apologize to me for the Tampa 
Or how do you want to approach this? Last week, I, I knew Tampa was a good pick. And I mixed up that it was plus two and a half or minus two and a half. And you know me, I'm like. RJ was ready to take, he was ready to take the rubber band off two plus two and a half. Oh boy. But then I thought to myself, boy, I feel kind of foolish, which is not a common thing. And I thought, ah, it can't be good there. Right. But my instincts were so good that it was, the line went to three the next day. Like, it, did. it did. It did. And, and truthfulness, I went four and one on Sunday. My loser. The four and one on what? On the plays I gave my clients. Okay. So let me guess the play that lost was the top play you gave me. Yes. Okay. Yes. Continue. The Steelers. The Indian no, the Indianapolis Colts was the was the play I gave out to my clients. The, so the, the the clients didn't get the Steelers. I listened to you. You think I don't listen to you? you that's like, smart. You, Actually, you, that's you, smart. You discussed like concerns you had about your Steelers, and you think I don't listen, RJ? That's smart. Actually, and, and, and somehow you know, I didn't listen to myself. And, I didn't and, put and them this on. Is, this is a really this is an important point because you're like, how are you doing so well in circuit? Well, we talk on Wednesday. I listen to you. I listen to other people. So I'm I'm still formulating opinions on Wednesday, and that's made a big difference. Although it hasn't made a difference on my Westgates. So, you know. So what we're saying here is. Talking to me before my Saturday night feedback helps you. Not, to, you know, like you talk to me Wednesday, but then everything else combined gets you where you're now. Where are you in the circa? I'm in 39th. All right. And how many, how many games out? Three and a half. So, you know, you could be top 10 easy. Yes. Okay. How many people are in it? 4,200. It's a nice number. All right. So what, like, what did the money, like, what did the, uh, how many places does it pay? Either fifty or a hundred. I think a hundred. I think. Okay. It, and do you know what last year paid? The, like the hundredth. I do not. Mackenzie, when you got time, not at any given moment, but just kind of look that up. What did the last payout pay, and what uh, places was it in last year's Circuit Millions? Got it. Okay. So you—that's very viable. Obviously, I mean, obviously, you're in the money right now. Yeah. Um. So that's at three East or three Pacific on Saturday. Yes. All right, so you do that, then you get my feedback, and but in theory, things happen between three and like nine o'clock when you send the picks to me Saturday night. Yes, those are bad things. I, I have to tell you, <laughs> the it, it and like twice I faded Arizona because Murray, the Murray news hit like during that corridor. There was another San Francisco. Oh, that was the San Francisco Arizona yeah, game. We've been through all this. All it, it's been. A, it's just a, been a cornucopia of disasters. I will say the one pick that I the Steelers and you did say you didn't love any of them at the point, but just as Tomlin's a good as a dog. I'm not saying you said that's what everyone that like Pittsburgh thought, and it's just like maybe that's why this is short. Maybe we should be thinking since he should be like six and a half here, but I didn't have. The courage of my conviction, because I can override, you know, that's my decision on this, con you know, you've got yours. I and that was my top pick I sent you. And and the line was crashing at the time. What so. was the second one? Indy. <laughs> so you went over. No, I, I don't know if I was on Saturday. I don't know. If I, yeah. For my, my I did. I tell you. Yeah. Again. I know Indy was on my list. You were you were having a lot of fun with making fun of my Tampa. I wasn't having fun. I mean, I. Oh, you loved it. It's the first time I was. You saw weakness. You saw how the game ended, right? Yeah, they, they dominated the whole game. No. <laughs> what do you mean? No, Indy actually dominated the game for most of the way. That's not true. I mean, this, you know, turnovers. We, we met. Well, well, listen, what do you expect when you have <laughs> Carson, Carson Wentz? Wentz. They, didn't, they didn't. Go ahead. Well, at the bottom line, Tampa should have won by three. Playoff Lenny. 
took it to the house with well, 30 first seconds off, to play. The idea, the idea that people are supposed – if I was a coach – I would say right away, if I don't tell you to go down, score the freaking touchdown. Because the last thing you want is those brain surgeons you don't, making yeah, decisions. They, they, they just do what, do what instincts tell you to do, and we'll tell you when to do something different. I agree with that. When my picks came to you this weekend. And instincts should be to score in all cases. That's right. When my picks came to you this weekend, did you look at them and go, oh. Who were they? I don't think I looked. Who were they? No, I'm joking. <laughs> Who were they? Falcons, Ravens. Oh, Falcons. You and the Falcons. I Listen. I... I think that was lucky myself, but I, they're up twenty-one to three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Fez is right. He had San Fran, and then how did you get the Rams? You were agreeing with me on Green Bay like crazy, just because the line moved. And you know what's funny? The I, goddamn closing line by which wasn't even that good at post. Let me. But were the Rams pick? Were the Rams pick them? Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it was it was two, and it was it was trending upwards, and I was like, you know, maybe Rodney ask you a serious. Oh, amputated. Go let, ahead. Let me ask you a serious question. You promised to tell the truth. And every other week, you would have had the Rams second and San Fran third. But you were thinking this is the one that is about line value on that list. And I'm not going to put that in the top two because if it loses, I'm going to hear it like crazy. That's right. You That's thought accurate. that. I did. See, I knew it. I did. I knew it. So I since I knew that when I looked at it, in my mind, I actually put <laughs> the Rams second. Yeah, but I put it. I, I but I put I put him third. So, Does it scare yeah. you that I can I can know what you were thinking? I saw you sweep Johnny in rock paper scissors. <laughs> so yeah, for like eleven straight iterations. <laughs> That's what I thought. And um, why are you going rock? <laughs> <laughs> Steve was going to be finally a helicopter parent. He's not used. He knows to you're not duplicating. <laughs> Do you have scissors in the bag? <laughs> What's funny is right before the show, I go, Steve, you you sound great on mic, but when you get real worked up, just turn your head. This time, you saw him. He actually leaned into the mic to scream. <laughs> He's like, you better catch this. This is a funny one. All right, let's do it. Um, we're doing our normal five, four, three, two, one, best bets and everything. Now, listen, I've said this a bunch last year and the year before, is we're going to give you our very best picks here, okay? And then I'm going to make the very best picks in the Super Contest based on the new information. What I can promise you is... I'm not even saying we wouldn't go on the other side if there was really good reason. I don't think we've done that before. But I would. Now, what I would say is I'd publicly say, hey, I got both sides of this and here's why. You know what? Smart betters get both sides all the time. You've got I learned middles. that tonight. You got middle. How many middles you got going today? Seven. All right. That's what smart betters do, right? And we've taught you some of that. We'll teach you more as time. You know, listen, it's a lifetime. I think people said you can learn it in a minute, but you keep learning for a lifetime. That was Texas Hold'em, but it's the mm. same concept. All right. Um, what I'm thinking of doing is something maybe we'll announce next week to shut every – you know, listen, when you – all joking aside, when you've got – we've had podcasts that's literally had 900,000 listeners on this NFL pod. That's not every week, but that's what we've had at high points, you know, when – the, you know, as the season, you know, like uh, second, third episodes usually have a ton because people get excited early in the year. But the first they forget, oh, NFL, you don't forget as much, you know, how college basketball take the season. I saw someone in college basketball go, finally, college basketball tip off is here. It was like some promotion mm -hmm. from like one of the sports books. I'm like, what? Who in the hell in like September was like, when is college basketball going to get here? Oh, that was me. <laughs> really? But, yeah. I don't think so. Okay. 
I still, I'm going to teach you before it's over that just saying a lie isn't. That's fun. not a lie. You were anxious for college basketball. Yeah. Well, then in that September. Oh, uh, maybe not the, September. When the NFL was kicking. I guess off. probably November. I Come certainly on, was. That's a rattler. <laughs> All right, so I got an idea of something we can do to even the one percent or the half a percent that's crying. Oh, it wasn't on your. Blah, blah, blah. That's why I released that too, right? So you can see. You think you'd be thinking, I wonder what's different. You know, what we should do is every week we should start the show with the the best bets I didn't include. I can explain why. Hmm. At least then we'll kind of pull back the curtain a little mm-hmm. bit. All right, so we'll do that, and I have one other idea. We'll get to it. But now we're going to get to the best bets. Showtime! Woo! You have honor, Steve. All right, Atlanta Falcons plus 11, my best bet. Fez and the damn Falcons, right? We'll see. <laughs> he loves nothing more than an on-off like the, with his Patterson. I, I also like this, by the way. All right. So what do you have? Uh, it's my three-weight. All right, Atlanta is undervalued. The reason they're undervalued is they got their, the living daylights kicked out of them in two games when Cordell Patterson, one of their two playmakers, didn't play. Now, Contrasto, Atlanta's undervalued. Now, Tampa Bay is overvalued. RJ got the money against me with Tampa Bay last week in a game that, at best, you can say was evenly played, back and forth, was turnover-driven, but Tampa Bay was— Well, yeah, but Tom Brady— doesn't have turnovers typically. So if we say Tom Brady didn't throw turnovers, what bad luck betting against Tom Brady? Does that sound right? Yes, yeah, so fine. No, it doesn't won, sound right. You should have won the turnovers by one, not four. So Indy was in charge of that game for much of the way. So I think that it helped. Was, it was minus four? Uh, Indy had four turnovers. Okay, but that wasn't winning by four, was I it? I don't recall the exact uh-huh. turnover. It, was a, big, it was a big turnover. Uh, go ahead. Okay, I also think that the first meeting between these two teams was very misleading. If you look at it, wait a minute, Tampa blew out Atlanta, but it was actually 28-25 in the fourth quarter. Atlanta can cope with Tampa Bay, and it just got away from them in the fourth quarter. There was a pick six late that made it look like a complete and utter blowout when Atlanta was competitive. Well, now Atlanta's home. Atlanta's the Tampa's off of a, a win the previous week, fat, drunk, and happy against a team they know they should be able to just show up and win. I'll take the 11 points. My power ratings only make it nine, so I'm getting value with my power ratings, and I like the fact of the spot being better for Atlanta here. Okay, so really the question you've got to ask yourself if you agree with Fez is you agree with the Patterson being such a, a guy who was a journeyman, we agree to that, right? With the Bears, yes. Oh, he's, I think he'd been with multiple Vikings. This is like his eighth mm-hmm. year. Yeah. He's a journeyman who was picked up for the vet minimum, I'm guessing, and he's now so important he dictates all handicapping in this game. They, he is the number one factor to you. I'm not saying it's not true. I'm saying I'm suspicious. If you have any priors, it's not the case. Now, here's the next question. If it's not the case but the Falcons believe it, is it any different? Mm. Meaning maybe it is a self-fulfilling prophecy, but they got them. They feel comfortable with them. The numbers sure back up your point, because if you look at the Atlanta's had two of the worst performances in all of football without, I'm not saying he only missed two games or whatever. I'm not exactly sure. He but, missed a game in three quarters of a game and the three quarters of the game were the three, the set the last three quarters against Dallas. Okay. So uh, let's see here. They played, I'm looking at the schedule is if we look at Atlanta, is they had, uh, let's see, Miami, New Orleans, and then it went over the week mm-hmm, nine. So I think it was Dallas and New England. Yeah, that's what we're looking yeah. for. Okay, so then we have uh, Dallas. Okay, so against Dallas, they scored three points. 
and Dallas scored 43. That's about as bad as you get. Yeah, it's I, not close. He and got he hurt the, in that game? He, he, he got hurt at the end of the first quarter. You might recall Atlanta, oh, was, down plus seven, four or whatever. Seven, Atlanta was down 7-3 yeah. and could have opted for a field goal attempt and went and for it. And we had plus three and a half in the first yeah. quarter. Went for it fourth and seven. All right. Yeah. Th- then the next week, Atlanta scores 0-0. Against New England. And, uh, you know, New England killed them. And then they – now, that was the two games he missed. Yes. Came back and last week put up 21. Okay. The question is, how were they doing before that, though, right? Because 21 against the Jets isn't all that impressive. I agree. We can agree to that. So before that, it looks like they put up 27 against the Saints, and they won that game, right? Mm -hmm. So now we're making the case they've won. All right. And then they put up 13 against Carolina and 30 against Miami and 27 against Indy. Against the Jets? The Jets, I'm sorry. Okay. So, you know, you're right. I mean, they're putting up like an average, you know, they're averaging well over 25. And remember what happened. Obviously, they lost Julio Jones. They had Ridley. He was a good number one. off season. Yes. And and so then Ridley Mm. takes the time away. So now. When did Ridley take the time away start? I think that was around week four. Uh, it was, can we look that up, please? Yes. Yeah, so Go so ahead. now you've got a team that's got really – it's not that Cordell Patterson is all that good. It's just – I don't know. Is it Traquan? Well, no, I think it is that he's all that good. Well, and they got nothing. Traquan Smith, I think, is in, and, and Russell Gage. These guys are just you know replacement-level type of starting wide receivers. His last game was Miami. He also missed the Jets game, though. So he played Eagles, Bucks, Giants. Okay, so if I remember that Jets team, game – Everyone said, oh, look, it doesn't matter because they, they put out some points there. But if we say, let's even throw that game out, without Ridley, the on-off with Patterson has been night and day. Yes. I, I think there's at least a 50% chance it's legit. And if it is, you got to like this pick. I also think we're probably taking care of the VIG itself with the Tampa premium. Right? So there's a premium on Tampa. I think the circumstances of off that big win – impressive win that might be a little deceiving means it's probably just pick them fading that, you know, you're probably plus a hundred to fade that. Exactly. Right. And, you know, had Tampa lost that game, I think that the media would be talking about all the cluster injuries Tampa has in the secondary. They've got multiple, multiple that, guys. Hasn't injured. that been getting healthier, though? No, it's gotten worse. I heard they're, Richard Sherman's coming back. They've got seven guys injured, so maybe they're going to get, you know, two of them back. And Matt Ryan still can throw in theory. Yes. Which that I, I don't have a whole lot to add to the handicap other than what what Fez said, uh, but Tampa is one in five ATS on the road this season, and I like the over quite a bit in this game. In the three games that the Bucks and Falcons, hold on, hold on a second, you hit me with the one in five, and then you shift to a whole other gear. So, in general, we try to stay away from that kind of you know meaning. We look at it and say, huh, I wonder what because historically Tom Brady's great on the road, but but. AJ actually has defensive numbers that back right. up the defense. Yeah, this is yeah. more on the defense and the offense. So oh, that's why you were going to the total. Okay, yeah, yeah. So Tampa's defense at home allows .266 points per play, which is second best in the NFL this season. On the road, .452 points per play, second worst in the NFL. Now the question is, what was the level of competition? And let's go home first. Who did they play? How many points? Okay, so home Cowboys gave up 29. Mm-hmm. Home Falcons gave up 25. You want me to keep going through the home games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, home Dolphins gave up 17. Home Bears gave up three. Mm-hmm. Home Giants gave up 10. Okay, so really they had some some real strangle jobs on some weak teams. Yes. 
and they gave up a little bit more than you'd be comfortable with on Dallas, for example. But go ahead. Uh, on the road, gave up 34 at the Rams, gave up 17 at New England. That was the weather game. Mm-hmm. Gave up 22 at Philly, gave up 36 at Saints, gave up 29 at football team, gave up 31 at Colts. Okay. Okay. So the question, obviously, it's the better. T- I mean, I don't think there's the Washington's the only eyesore there, mm-hmm. right? Meaning that's what, and Heineke, for whatever reason, they seem to match up well with Tampa. So my gut. I, I, I don't know. Is wow, allowing. Geez, they, they put up a bunch. What, no, what? I'm saying is allowing 36 points to the Saints. Like, that's but, once a, it, but once a game gets ro- I mean, once a game gets rolling like that, sometimes it just runs out. I, I mean, you take those points as value. I mean, once it got. Because that's the, the game that Winston got hurt in. Yeah, but once it gets up to 28, it doesn't matter in a way. I mean, this goes back to your baseball Pythagorean theorem yeah. thing where does it matter, does it not matter if you lose, if you give up 10 or if you give up 14 runs? I'm not sure. But that, look, to, just to make the point, they were up, the Saints were up 23 7 in that game. So it's, they were. They were rolling them before it got away, got away. Yeah, but when there's a pick six, I mean, to some degree, you got to pull out the pick sixes. So we're just doing back a napkin here. What I know is Tampa historically has had one of the worst home fields. Right. Now, Brady comes in. Does he change that? Maybe the crowd enthusiasm. Does he? Yeah. Mm. So what I would say is I would say I'd be more – if you were willing to give me plus 110 – I'd be more than willing to bet that Tampa in the next year and a half, meaning Tom Brady's time, he's likely got one more year. Who knows, right? But I'd bet the next this season and next season a fair bet, and we wouldn't have to define it now, that says Tampa will be in line with what we'd expect home and away. I don't think there's any reason their defense is especially bad on the road. Give me plus 110 because I think it's a coin flip, and I'd take it. You don't have to even answer now, but – would you take that? Would you want to be booking me, Steve, or betting with me? And if not, explain why you think Tampa. In between. I think there is some relevance to this. Why? Because I think Tampa Bay historically has underperformed. Like over At the home? Past, no, in general. So they didn't have much of a home field. There's no excitement the past 10 years. And now I think that the home field has gone up because of their success. Yeah, but the, the Jets have a big home field. They do, hmm. and the Giants don't. It's the same stadium. I don't think it's as simple as when teams aren't excited, they don't have a good home hmm. field. I think if it's a team historically that's been good, and and people have been going to those games for a decade, Kansas they can City, say, they can say, Green you Bay. know something, screw it. But in general, if bad is your baseline, you're hmm. either a fan or you're not, right? It's that not- is interesting. The difference between the Jets and the Giants because it seems like the Giants is like the Giants are almost have a home field disadvantage, right? Whereas the Jets seem to have like like an, an enthusiastic. Um, crowd supporting them even though they stink. So, by the way, we're, we're going to do a little thing quickly here. I've got a new home field advantage rankings, and I'm going to tell you what my home field is for these games, and you tell you yours, Steve. So you want to start. What you got on this Atlanta, Tampa Bay? Uh, I have it as average, too. All right, I got a one and a half because in division – it's uh, a little bit lower, and I've got my baseline at two now. I think I like your number better. I, I, I did not make an adjustment for division, even though I am aware historically it's it, it's less of a home field. Yes. But do you – I mean, typically, like, the dome teams, don't they almost automatically get – Well, remember, we were looking at the charts, right? That's going to be built into that. So okay. So if you actually look at that, they didn't. Okay. 
So, you know, um, I think Atlanta is a team you could say falls into. They used to be good. It wasn't that long mm -hmm. ago. I think the energy, I mean, we've been hearing a lot about there being a lack of energy in that dome. Mm -hmm. So right, you want to finish on your total? Yeah. Uh, the, so in the three games that they've played in the Brady era, obviously in division, uh, 67 points per game scored in those in those three games, including 73 earlier this year. Yeah, combined scored. Now, how do you balance the fact this is a new regime, new uh you know, new offense, new defense. It seems like it's not as applicable going back. Well, I would just think it just goes back to last year, just in the Brady era. But I but would. What I'm saying is, it's a different system. It is, but I would also argue that the Falcons have been better offensively than they were a year ago. And the two times that they played them, but that's going to be built in the total. Okay, uh, the two times that they played them last year were both late season when the when the Bucks had gotten really good mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and both of those games ended up being very high scoring games and I think with the game like basically with the the way the game should flow obviously it's an 11 point underdog like you you assume they're going to be throwing quite a bit you assume they're going to be trying to to come from behind that's where new, where that's yeah, that's where the Bucks side, are the weakest in general if we knew Tampa was going to get out to a lead here mm -hmm. if we know they're up 14 middle of the second you like the over less right in your I opinion, Steve? I'm not so sure because Tampa has been a team that Brady just keeps on throwing oftentimes. But they don't it, let they it, don't put the take their foot off the gas like some other teams do. Mackenzie, can we look at um Tampa in the Brady era, so so 2021, in which they're favored by a touchdown or more what their totals are? Hmm. Yes, sir. All right. Go ahead. Yeah, that's, it. Yeah, that's about right. it. So is that is that going to be in a, like in a fit? How much do you like the total? We don't like vagueness here because a lot of shows will kind of say, "Hey, I mentioned that. I mentioned that." I I like that. I would make Favorite it as a best total? bet. Okay. Yeah, and you don't disagree. I agree. Actually, I like it. All right. Okay, and we got the numbers here. The Bucks are when they're favored by a touchdown or more, and this looks good for your over AJ. Is they're eight overs, six unders eight and six towards the over and this is in the tampa brady era but the over under margin when you got low sample size you want to see that margin almost five points a game over and their totals in these games go up a little bit that's interesting the average total in all actually huh it's pretty close i think yeah it's just interesting how mckenzie has this written it's his average total just by itself that you would think that's in all games, right? You'd think you yeah. put the qualifier. No, no, no. He says average total. Then he says average total in all Bucks games. I, I'm going to give him because I look. I read it differently because I looked at the top line and no, then no, like, you, you, you're right. If this was an SAT test and we were trying to connect <laughs> things from the top to the bottom, all right. But all right. on air, you're typically glancing at chunks, right? Yes, sir. All right. So I. But if you were going to put the distinction anywhere, wouldn't it have made sense to say Brady era favored by seven and a half, average total. All games first, and an average total. You know, it's kind of tough because, in a weird way, you're starting the premise by saying these are these games. Yeah, I, I that wasn't. I think he should get a break on this. That one. wasn't correct, but maybe what's correct isn't obvious, mm -hmm. right? Because I'm not sure how <laughs> to do it. That, I mean, it's not that way. I think we can agree to that. Okay. All right. See, everyone. We can find compromise. You know, Mackenzie, you should start worrying when people are teaming up trying to defend you. <laughs> That's all I would say. But anyway, it does look good that it, with Brady, he keeps throwing. And, it's, and again, these, it's a small sample, but five points over. 
your best bet. Cincinnati Bengals minus three points hosting the L.A. Chargers. You love the Chargers. What's going on here? This is not Herber, a good situation the, for them. You got that poster up on your wall? Right. The fathead. This is a bad matchup, though. This is... Oh, this is just matchup-based. It's A lot of it is matchup-based. The, the last two games, Joe Mixon's been one of the best, if not the best, running back in the league. 144 yards per game, two touchdowns per game. And now he runs into the Chargers, who are the worst run defense in the NFL per DVOA. Uh, they allow 145 yards per game, 4.7 yards per carry on the ground. So let's get into this, right? So Staley, one year as a coordinator with the Rams. He was mm-hmm. on uh, Vic uh, oh, I'm Fangio. Having, Fangio, huh? yeah. Fangio staff. And Fangio is a true innovator on defense, right? You hear a lot about, you know, like truly like one of the top five defensive coordinator or defensive minds, like Belichick. He's head coach, but he really focuses on the defense. At least that's his. That's what he says because he doesn't want to be associated with that offense. But okay, fair enough. So he went and did a great job with the Rams. And the theory was why he was wanted was it was, hey, we have trouble against this kind of defense. Thus, let's hire a guy that runs mm-hmm. his defense. Other people are going to have trouble probably. And, I, and here's the trick. I get to learn how he's stopping me. So when I face these kind of defenses later, we do better. The boy genius. It's funny. I had this in my notes for the Broncos game. The only two teams that had pre-snap two high safeties last season, more than 60% of the mm-hmm. time, the Broncos, the Rams. <laughs> and, and what we've seen here is, with just to touch on that point real quick, with this KC uh, kryptonite defensive schemes is if they don't run it, it's hard to just shift in a week. Belichick is able to do that because he gets multiple players that can, meaning they can do different things. He really prizes the multiplicity of his players. Mm-hmm. And that's, hey, we can go man, we can go zone because he wants to switch up week to week. Now they say Buffalo and Dayball does it really well in offense. They're able to do that. Well, Denver doesn't need to switch up because this is how they play. So is the Chargers, right? Because he's off the Rams. Here's the thing, though. Teams not there's a couple of teams in the league that can run so effectively that this kind of let them run, no problem, isn't the case. And I don't think since he's at the top of this list, but they're probably one of the seven or so best running teams if they decide they want to run with a healthy mixing. Sure. So I think you're making a good point here. Yeah. So and they're also the Chargers defense on top of being bad against the run, really bad on third down. Forty nine percent stop rate on third down, second worst in the league. When you start to have these long sustained drives against you, it wears you down as the season goes on. It looks like this is going to be a bad weather game. Mid mid fifties, eighty percent precipitation. Mid fifties is bad. I thought that's a good day. Not if you're an indoor team like the Chargers. Not if you're a, a high-flying offense. No, it's an interesting question. Well, they're not high-flying. They, well, they try, try to they, be. They have aspirations. <laughs> Herbert's like number one in QBR in the league right now. Number one. Is that true? Yeah. The more I think about QBR, the less I like <laughs> it. I mean, does, that, does it pass the sacred eye test? Yes. Wow. Yes. He's still on. See, you weren't really on board. That's what we're on board <laughs> is. Um, backing up a second. The question I have is how this fits in the global conversation of the league because coming in this year, Kansas City made the Super Bowl, Buffalo made the championship game, and there was a sense of like, hey, Kansas City would have won it all if they just didn't have devastating line injuries, that they were a three-point favorite for a reason, mm-hmm. right? Is It feels like that's been turned on its head. 
because now there's a there's more than a few teams that can run the ball. Obviously, the Patriots are on that list. Is it going to be as simple as against those teams, the teams that are playing the too high and 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 and, and letting them run effectively? Because this the theory was that even if you run like 4.5 yards a rush, 4.4, that's above league average, but it's not as effective as if you threw. So you're doing something that you think is good. It's not good. Because you're going to get hit with in, inevitably with the holding call or someone's going to be in motion and now you're not going to be able to pick it up when you got second and 20. Or even if that doesn't, let's say that they're particularly efficient, that Mahomes, J- Josh Allen being efficient and getting eight yards per play is going to be better than you getting 4.4. Sure. So even if it's even, the theory is your baseline is here, my baseline's above it. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, what's happened? Well, they said, hey, we've been playing defense for the way de- offense has been for decades. We're going to change it up now. We're going to play defense differently against you. And now the this it's going to bring the, the running and passing into equilibrium. Mm-hmm. Right? That is one of the reasons I love the NFL. Right? It changes. It can't sure. just be do the same thing again and again. Is it maybe we're the analytics people were so in love with that concept of, oh, their brains are you, oh, the dummies are on the field playing, but the smart people figured out that they, I never saw tongue baths like for the, what the Bills were doing, what, what the Chiefs were doing. I think what you say about. Guys like Bill Belichick and the guys with computers aren't smarter about football than Bill Belichick. They're not smarter about anything than Belichick. But it rings true for a lot of these coaches. Like, a a lot of these coaches are smart enough to figure out, okay, this is what they're doing to beat us. This is what we've got to do to – I mean, the NFL ebbs and flows like this all the time. It's iterating faster than it ever has, one, I think. I mean, it's a good point. What was it, a year year that this – because you never heard anything about letting them run two years ago. Last year it started, right? Yes, so now it's like it's already a problem. I love that because we got to stay <laughs> on our toes. But I think most coaches, if they hear that the smart people are saying this, that, they emulate it. Like, look at all the fourth downs people are going for. It's not that they suddenly agree. You know something? My, I thought that proof was flawed, but now I see that because of the paper that was published at MIT, no, no, no. It's They're getting, they're thinking, am I going to get fired if I don't go for it here? Because everyone wants you and to. And now you're not well, – yeah, exactly. Now the, 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 the stigma is off going for it on fourth down. I think some coaches deep mm. down knew it was correct, but they're like, I can't risk my job over you know making these controversial calls. And it's pretty close anyways. You make a good point. I think there's two groups. One is that group. They were – half innovate or half progressive not in the political sense but in the football idea sense and but they didn't want to be out on a, in the bleeding edge mm-hmm. once there's cover they they fall in behind right so if you're a conservative but not crazy or not extreme listen there's crazies on the left and right but not extreme conservative if you lived in a town like Texas, let's say, there's probably a lot of this a, a state like Texas where someone says you know maybe gay marriage isn't so bad but back when it was like 85% of people were against it, you probably didn't speak up. But as it started moving towards, hey, it's about half now, you usually see like a quantum leap where it goes from like 40% to 60% because those people in the middle were waiting for it to be accepted. Yes, that's well said. And and I think, but you're making the good point. I think that's the case with how progressive they've been with fourth down. But there's also a group that's, let's say, two-thirds or 75% towards the not progressive that are saying, hey, our job's on the line if we look like we're dinosaurs. Yeah, I got to stop 
kicking on fourth and one, even though I, I would, I would yes. kick. Yes. Yeah. And in a way, Steve, you were one of the, you know, I mean, there was others, but you were at the forefront of complaining about these calls seven, eight years ago. And what did I tell you? I said, this is the only stuff you could complain about because you understand it better probably than them. And no one cared. Mm-hmm. But now that a lot of people are saying it, you got people caring. So it does go to show you how the public perception affects things. Yes, absolutely. And I think we're, we're rapidly reaching. I think they've, they've solved this game. We're starting to hit a point where we're like, ooh, Staley's just a little bit too aggressive now, you know, with like some of his fourth and five stuff. I, yeah. I, I've seen a couple recently that it makes no ah, – I wish I could remember what game it was. You know what it was? It was the Colts game. No, 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 no. It was the Rams game. Pull up the Rams uh, drive chart. The Rams were on their own 29. I remember this now. They were on their own 29. It was like the second, it was like the first quarter. It was like seven nothing or, you know, and it might have been the fourth drive or fifth drive. He'll find that. And it was, yeah, I got this here. So this was the LA game, and this was the fifth drive of the game, Fez. And it was the Rams with the ball. They were on their own 29, one yard to go. Fourth down. In a seven nothing game. In a seven nothing game. They went for it. It feels like mathematically it's a really close call one way or another. That's the Fez algorithm in the head. That's the Fez algorithm in the head. But the big picture is think about that. If you're the defense, it sends a terrible message to your defense. Your coach, my coach doesn't trust me, doesn't think I can stop the other team. So we got to take all these unnecessary risks. It sends a bad message. And I think even if that's that's kind of the second level thought, they don't trust me. But I think it's more like, really, this is where because when we run down these scores, we don't say, you know, there were two short fields there. We just give the scores. How good's that defense? How many mm-hmm. points a game are you giving up? I think back to the Rams Lions game. This is the kind of stuff that Dan Campbell felt like he might have had to do to make the the Rams game a close game. That's a great point. Like, this is playing a high-variance game yep. in a pick'em contest. It's stupid. And it's something I've realized just in the last couple of weeks as we talk about variance, that just going for this is going to make the good teams win by – we're going to – in general, these 14 po- – you know, I don't know if the market's caught up to this, Steve, but in general, it makes teasers less effective. Right. I mean, think about it. Sure. Because like you look at the, the Chargers, goes Chargers lose games by 24, 27 points. They don't care because they're still they're still trying to get it going back to AJ's point. I'm sorry to, to cross points. No, go ahead. But I think it was excellent. Remember the Miami Notre Dame game when Notre when Miami did the trick play and and and, and Notre Dame. What said, year was this? This was the convicts versus Catholics game. Okay. And they and Notre Dame rallied around this. They don't think they can beat us straight up. They need to try to beat us with tricks. And it became, I think, a big psychological advantage, Notre Dame, the rest of the game. No, and you could say that things have changed since then. I think they have. But I'm thinking just the math of it, if we're playing alternative line, let's say we don't like the Chargers in a game. Shouldn't we be looking to go out as far as we can with the biggest payout we can, figuring that that distribution curve has fatter tails than they think? Yes, but the only – I want to put a caveat it by Herbert is a tremendous backdoor quarterback in terms of the guy's really good if you're if – You think he's good at everything, though? Yes. By the way, his – But that becomes a problem. Most of these teams that play that – go for it on fourth down style, have quarterbacks that they feel like they trust to, to do something on fourth Probably down. So. Stafford, Herbert, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Herbert's QBR is 65.9, and he's number one in the league. How is that possible? What was last year? 60, uh, 65.9 would have been ranked what? One Be- second. Because that's that's interesting. 
I mean, it shows you there's a cluster right now. It's I mean, like a poker term where there's like 18 chip leaders. Would have <laughs> Someone has to be the chip leader. But would have ranked 10th. He would have been ten. So really, he's tenth, Ben. Or, or, yeah, let's make sure. But yes. no, it, it is interesting because Mahomes was out ahead. Obviously, he's pulled back this year. Aaron Rodgers, though, I'm hearing people loving him to death because of the level of difficulty, you know, with injuries. Fighting through COVID, though. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I just say I don't want COVID toe around my, my me eating. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, so continue. That's about all I got on this one. Uh, so give us a quick recap. Uh, Cincinnati. So they can run the ball. They they're going to run the ball very effectively against a team that's willing to give it up. And no, I think no, I got it. So let me ask you. I know I told you people I got it now. So how if the line was four and a half, would you like? I'm no. not saying I want to bat it. But no. How did you like in your mind? You thought okay, this makes them better. Like since he bat. Like how much of this is? What's your power rating set? You're going against I'm it. I'm going to have to go. Yes. Against. All right. Make the case, right? All right. I, I get what you're saying about matchups and running the ball. But fundamentally, my starting point in every handicap is the power ratings. And I don't, think, I don't think I'm on an island at all with my power ratings here. I've got these two teams really close. In fact, I've got the Bengals 12th. I've got the Chargers 13th. Now, I have the That's Bengals. That's as close as you can get. Yeah, but I do have the Bengals <laughs> a point better. All right. So that, even that feels a little high. At most, at most, I give Cincinnati two for home field. Maybe if there's enough rain and you've got a team from Southern California coming, it's probably more like well, one and a half. By the way, the authority on home field, uh, that's me, by the way. Yes. I don't know about that, but let's just say this. I haven't seen a lot. This is the kind of stuff that the smartest bettors don't make public, but I do because I'm a generous soul. <laughs> Is I got it at one and a half, as I said, and that's given the. You know, remember, the Chargers are the worst home team, so they should be good on the road. And because it makes sense, because their power rating is half and half. In a way, they got a drag on them. Think about it. if they had a guy that was worth one point, that was out the whole year, and he came back, you'd be like, they're better now, right? Well, they every home game they have a minus one point, effectively. Exactly, because at most they've got one as a home field. Yeah. Instead yeah. of instead of two, so boom. So you use your, be, I like your number. Yeah. So we got a team. I'm being generous. I'm making Cincinnati one point better. Some people okay. think Chargers are better than Bengals. Nope. Bengals are better by one. Give them one and a half for home field. We only get to two and a half. And this line's three. There's That's 20 you know cents. You, you can't push the button. They're on your list. They're your one oh, way. Wait a minute. Uh, yeah, sorry. You know something? RJ Bell, that, that's hilarious. No, 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 hold on. His handicap was so bad on this that I actually reversed my. I can reverse myself, can't I? No. You've already said I like this too. I've got oh Herbert God. against Burrow. <laughs> you, you, that's as bad as a handicap I've, as I've ever I've heard. What's your handicap on this? Yeah, well, your point is that you got a good running back. I got the much better quarterback, and I got oh, the enough with your love. And I got a better coach. Come on. You know, you've said it many times, Zach Taylor. I know he's in contention for coach of the year. He is not a good coach. Oh, my God, he's not a good coach. So, first off, there's no rule, Steve, that says we can't right now bet that I take. There's no VIG. I'll take um, the Chargers. You take Cincinnati. No, I want the Chargers. What I'm saying, you don't want to bet me on it, do you? God, no, I like the I'm like, no. Then, then we can do that reverse. But then no, you you've to. already bet him. He pushed the button on both of us. I know, and now we're going to make us. I have a proposition for you. Sure. I'll give you three, and uh, you have. Or, or I'll let you lay three with the Bengals. I'll take the Chargers. No, I don't want. We, are, we already have three hundred the other way. So this is going to cross bat it out. <laughs> okay. Shh. 
Okay. Don't make me turn off your mic. Do you really want that? <laughs> if you, all right, if you want it, that's fine. I let you off the hook with Tampa last week. But okay. Now it's war. Now give your handicap on the Bengals, please. AJ, you got to pay, though. <laughs> you know something? I, you know what I think? The, we should do caveat this from now on. No one likes five sides ever, Harley. If you do, you're wrong, I think. Now, some people bet every game. That's a different story. <laughs> every side in total. I mean, that's tough. That's a, it's, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> I'd like to book it. You know, it. Though I don't book, right? I mean, I don't. Because, I, I mean, just psychologically, I don't like... People who, well, how do we describe them? Cockroaches. Cockroaches. That button gets pressed a lot. Shouldn't it? Yes. You know I got the right side. He screams. You know I got the right side, and here's why. The market line. Well, first of all, it took you 20 minutes to press the button. The market line's above three. That's why it took me so long. So I'm going against the all, you know. um, That means it's going to bite you this time. Fez bows to the market. So the fact that I'm saying screw the market, the Chargers are right, even though the line's 3.1, and I'm taking three. You know, it's lines just high though. That's the thing. It's like nothing when when you hear a little advice to the listener. If you hear a handicap that no one's mentioning the line, don't listen to the handicap. Press the green button. So you know what I got to do to calm myself down. I got to give my handicap, and then I'll be okay. We we can keep our bet. I mean, obviously it's your decision, and you've made it, and now you're gonna have to live with it from here on. Okay. In perpetuity. <laughs> but no, no, no. Just a year or so. I'm gonna. No. I, I maybe I got soft. Like I was trying to talk you out of a loser. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm. I felt like you were trying to team up against me. You're no, like. No, I'm talking about when you were saying I said something on air that was I knew I didn't say. I I have a photographic memory oh, yeah. with my words, yeah. but not my words necessarily because I forget what I say all the time. But if I know, I know something. I know it. Let's just say that. I do forget what I, I mean. All the time, someone's like, "Yeah, we're gonna go to the beach next week." I say, "What are you talking about?" Hmm. Like you said in June. I say, "Oh, did I?" <laughs> I mean, that happens all the time. So I don't know exactly how it works, but I don't have a photographic memory. See, I just changed it right there. Mm-hmm. Here's my handicap: the Bengals, the Steelers are getting more negativity then the Bengals are getting love for these blowouts. It's almost like it's been so easy. It's almost like that's a problem. Because Pittsburgh going in that Detroit game, remember, they were, what, eight or nine in that game uh, when they were at home against Detroit, and it got back down to like seven and a half. It opened like at nine. Yeah, yeah, it crashed at the end. That's yeah. right, you're right. So what I'm saying is Pittsburgh, if I remember right. Six with Rudolph, all the way down to six but, with Yeah, Rudolph, but I'm yeah. saying when Big Ben was supposed to start. That's right. And at the time, or a week or two later, they – I can't. Oh, well, let me see. I got the sheet here. Is they played a week or two later, and it was. I wasn't Baltimore because that, that was before. But it was like a good team, and they were only laying like they were laying less. And it was like, let's see here. Detroit played Pittsburgh, Cleveland. That was it. And that line, but that game was in Detroit. That was different. Okay, so Pittsburgh was home here against Detroit. Cleveland was home, and the line went to thirteen and a half. Now, wh- how did that go to thirteen and a half? The week after Pittsburgh. There was something about this that really threw me. Huh. I like this a two and a half would be the simplest thing to say. <laughs> I think the line is probably right. Because on one hand, it, I do think since he's not getting the love they deserve. I also think to some degree, and you know what? More I think about it, when since he did lose to the Jets, that was a simple, hey, this team is in a spot that they're not used to being in a double-digit favorite on the road. And and we know historically those are trouble spots, right? 
But to me, uh, I'm just looking at this. You know, since they almost lost at home to Jacksonville, so they did have a stinker at home also. All right, so let's look at this now. Since he lost against the Jets, then they got crushed against the Browns, which does not look good at this point. No. Now we go to Clee or um, since he after they had their bye. You know, that win against the Raiders looks good. Now, after that Dallas game, we all thought, oh, finally it caught up to the Raiders. Mm -hmm. Maybe it wasn't that. Maybe it was just since he played so well, right? Because, I mean, that game was um, – That was the, when the Raiders – 32-13. The feeling was that the, all the distractions and the disturbances of the Raiders finally caught up to them. Except uh, what I'm saying is if you look at the Raiders games before that, they lost – to Kansas City, which again was a scheme to me was a scheme mm. issue. But let's just call it. Hey, Kansas City now. Some people. Who, who do you have as the best team in the league? Tampa Bay. And who do you have at second? Kansas City. Okay, so they lose to the second best team in the league. That's nothing to be ashamed of. And then after that, the three games prior, they played amazingly well against Denver. They played amazingly well against Philly. They scored thirty three against Philly, mm -hmm. and then they had their bye. Is that right? Let me make sure I got this right. Yep. And then they had a, a game against the Giants. It was bad. And then it's gone kind of – and then they had KC. Yeah. I mean, they, we always look back and try to explain these things. I don't think they're always clear what the cause is. And when there's an obvious thing, I think we apply it too often. Well, there's one thing that all four Bengals losses have in common. Oh, this is going to back his point. Go ahead. They got outrushed in all four of those games. Well, you do realize that this is, <laughs> this is like the 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 cliche joke about establishing the right. Is, is it causal? Right. It's ca either causal. when three of their losses were three point games. I I, I mean, it's not like they but were when in. When they win games, you're going to run more because you're running out the clock at the end. Right? I, I bet the games they won, they had more points too. Okay. Right. I mean, and you know, are you the, sure? There's a correlation between kneel downs at the end of the game and winning. You know, it's amazing that when the quarterback has a, a, a throwing quarterback with negative rush yards wins all the time. Do we do we not agree that? And I, you, you watch the Bengals. You're a Bengal. You were a Bengals fans. I, I guess you're soulless now on them. But <laughs> the Bengals at the beginning of this season wanted to be a throw, throw, See, throw I, team. I, I, I think you got to look at your stats. No, Mixon was hurt. Mixon yeah, was banged up. Because what happened was they started the year running like crazy, and the theory was to protect Burrow. Yeah. Burrow. Then when Mixon got hurt, they did throw more, and Burrow took a couple of big hits. I, listen, I agree with you that in general, a team like Cincy's better when they have a good running game. I just don't think you can say flatly because they, they lose games that they have less rushing. I do think there's going to be a correlation there, in, in, you know, and not a causation, as they say. Here's the problem with the Bengals. If there's one team that's owned the Bengals for 30 years, who would that be, RJ? Steelers? That's correct. So we just pounded Big Brother, tear down you know, the goal See, post. I disagree I with that because here's why. Because they just beat Pittsburgh just as badly, and they, they, they had a law after that. I think they're going to be especially attentive. Because mm -hmm. it's not like super fatigue. It's not like they can't physically do it. It's about discipline. I think they're going to be celebrated. So here are the the Joe Mixon uh, rush attempts splits: twenty nine twenty in the first two games. Mm -hmm. Didn't have didn't touch twenty until two weeks ago. Then it's been thirty and twenty eight. But how many games did he play of those? Eleven. Okay. Yeah, he was he was playing. He, just, he was playing. Well, her. You named more than thirteen games, right? They couldn't be eleven when you named two, and then they said the I last said, three. Uh, 18, 16, 10, 18, 12, 14, 13, 30. 
Okay. I think they've made a fundamental change. Thirty twenty-eight. It's not just about mixing, right? How many? Ru- Mackenzie, pop up the rush totals for them from the super sheet. All right, but again, let's move on. Um, first of all, like, what made? Did you read something that that, that that said that? Hey, since he's making an effort to run the ball now. No, I've seen so it the last two weeks. Is how do we know that it's not matchup based? How? I mean, then I'll, isn't this the ultimate matchup for it? But here's the question. Staley's not an idiot. Everyone that meets Staley says the guy's really impressive. So him being young, him being he, him giving a good sound bite is one of the reasons he's getting probably too much love. And the fourth down stuff. But I think he's going to adjust in a way that says, listen, if a team's going to do this, we got to do something. Then that's great for the Bengals because the Bengals have a passing game. Well, then if the Bengals can do it all, they're the best team in the league. If you try to, if they're, you they're better the right, than the Chargers. That's all they've got to be for this. I, I, I still go back to, I'll call this a 2020 game. I got one team, the Chargers, that failed against the spread by almost 20 points. I got another team, the Bengals, that covered by around 20 points. In general, it's very rare that I want to back the team that covered by the 20 in the very next game. So one thing we see right here, since he had 36 runs against, this is the attempts now, 36 against Minnesota. That was a game, if I recall, they had a, a decent lead. Minnesota came back, right? Yeah. Okay. Then they had 20 against Chicago. And remember, they were down that entire game because I had Chicago minus two and a half and won the bet. Boy, that's a nice one. Then they had uh, against Pittsburgh, they only had 24, even though they won that game handily. That surprises me. That I could say, you could say, listen, they weren't running the ball right. Against Jacksonville, they had 22 and 24 against Green Bay. But again, that was a back and forth game. 36 against Detroit. So they got the lead and pounded the rock. Against Baltimore, they... uh, one handily, and they only had 24, huh. 16 against the Jets, which they lost, and then 28 against Cleveland. Which, 23. 23, okay. And 38, 38. Now, is that about Pittsburgh? Um, oh, against the Raiders, 38, and against Pittsburgh, 38. Okay. Well, it can't be about Pittsburgh because they only ran at 24 the first time. No, no, that's Pittsburgh. what I'm saying. So what I'm saying is these last two, you could make the case that they are making a commitment when because they, they had multiple games they didn't get the lead or that they had the lead that they didn't run the shit out of the ball. Yes. Here they Here are. they have. Is it matchup or not? I don't know, right? But I generally agree that Mixon looks healthy, right? And, you know, this is fascinating. Brad just put up success rate, which is something that is each play – Fourth best offense in football, just success rate. Now that takes away from big big plays. Don't count right. though. But they got a, a running or a receiver that's pretty good with big plays. Listen, since he, where do you got them on your power ratings? Since he's number uh, twelve. Twelve, yes, and Chargers thirteen. Yeah, I think you got him underrated. I, you know, I got San Fran eleven. You back Fran. on my side, Cincy. <laughs> that was a true crossfire. <laughs> you know what's funny? We probably just saw what a lot of the audience does. When it's you two, when it's me, right. they're on my side. Of but, course, yeah, yeah. All right, we got a bet. Okay, turning the corner, my best bet, and boy, this is a nice one. Ooh, it's better than you two, I think, actually. The Denver Broncos. I also Fangio. like this. That is my four weight. Oh, what a coincidence. <laughs> I wonder if he's got like, you think he's like somehow breaking into your email fast trying to figure what you got. What this you just missed my list because I wanted 10 and it's nine and a half. Does it, why does that even matter? The question is, is it value at nine and a half? That's why I just missed my list. <laughs> All right. And here's my thinking. We brought it up earlier uh, or AJ did which is the idea of what is the kryptonite to Kansas City? Yes. And Denver 
and Fangio, this is what they play. This is their default defense, the too high. We've yet listen. Dallas didn't. Dallas did some different things. They didn't really run this. The Raiders did it. And you know what? Kansas City hasn't really been all that good on offense. Their defense has come back. We're back to the Lamar Jackson question. Lamar was had a history of running well. He wasn't running well like a month ago. Isn't really now either. I don't think. But okay. Then he, he didn't pass well historically for an NFL quarterback, but he's passed great for a series of games. So I said, if this is his passing and you get back to the running, this is a Super Bowl team. Hmm. I go, but if the running is the truth and the passing is the aberration, this is maybe a non-playoff team where the defense has played better since then. I think they still sneak in. Here's a case where if Kansas City's offense is the truth from the past and this is an aberration and this defense is as good as it seems, they're better than they've been at any point during this run. Agreed. Because if they have one of the top three offenses in this defense, but if the defense is, you know, 25th in the league, they're not going to be as bad as they were early. And this offense is what we've seen lately or the whole season almost, or at least let's say after the first couple. A little better than average, nothing more. Yeah. Then this team is not any. Might miss the playoffs. Yeah, borderline playoff team. Do you agree with that generally? Completely. Where do you fall on what you think the truth is offense, defense for KC? You can't just say in the middle. I think the no the defense I, I would say is probably about twentieth, and I think the offense is is only like seventh. Okay, so really you just said the middle, just with numbers. Better words. I, I, <laughs> uh, but but you know here's the thing we should talk you about. Disagree it. with either of those? Well, if I was doing an over under, I would agree with you. Hmm. But that's because I'm distributing between two outcomes. But I don't think there's that clear oh. distribution. I think it's going to be kind of one or kind of the other. And the odds are, you know, maybe more towards positive for the offense and negative for the defense. And that's kind of what you did, right? Yes. And, but if, you, if I said what are the two most – what are the modals, the two most likely outcomes, I think that's right, is you would say like third best or 12th best, right? Oh, like on that, the offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's a good point. They're not going to. They're not seventh. They're either really good or Mahomes is completely fundamentally flawed this year, and they're just or, a little or the, better or than this average. This scheme is a problem that they're not going to be. They able can't. To beat. They exactly. They can't beat this too deep um, scheme, and teams that run it ha- are shutting them down. Yeah. Yeah, and the running backs stink. Yes, yes, um, but running backs don't matter. Well, they, they and defense, I mean, I'm just going by what the smart people say. Running backs don't matter except for when they put don't put anybody in the box. You need to be able to take advantage of it. Matchup is huge. I don't think we have to overtalk that advantage. I also think Casey in general has surged. Let's just say this. Good teams do well sometimes. I mean, this is the best example I've ever had, ever, or I could say I've never seen an example like this. See how the mic control is? Dude? I'm, I'm, I'm getting hits. this. All right. <laughs> you getting but, this, Raymond? Bet two. <laughs> Bet two now. <laughs> oh, 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 Ray, oh, there Ray you go. Ray. Yeah. <laughs> oh, when he was trying to do, like, the signals and Bet stuff? Bet two. Yeah, that, that, that is good, no doubt. We're counting cards. Oh, here's a little deep cut, they call this, Steve. You know there's no one in the world can count it to six-deck shoot. No one can count in a six-deck shoe, Fez. I played blackjack with AJ when he was out for March Madness, and in front of everybody, he says, you're betting bigger because the count's real good, right? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Like, out loud? I thought I was just talking to him, but... Uh, you don't know about the secret parabolic mics? No. When Fez I, I didn't it, live here yet. When Fez, here's the wild part. Where, are you banned at blackjack anywhere? 
I'm not certain. The Hard Rock had security escort me up, but they're Virgin now, so they changed. So I'm not sure. I'd have to go in to see. So there, you get to soil the Virgin a few times. They, that's the one place that I was trespass acted. You know, that's like, don't serious. come back. Yeah. Now, if you're trying to go back, that's what, what happens. That, like, if you're trespassed, that's just the, the tactical law. Technically, they can arrest you. They never do. Well, that'd be funny. Yeah. Like, it'd be like you, your mugshot would be like Sinatra's amongst gambling yeah. fans. Like, you know how, like, the Sopranos had Frank Sinatra's mugshot? Oh, yeah. Be worth it. Imagine Faz's. It'd be, I, I think it'd look good in this office. I mean, the tears streaming <laughs> down your face wouldn't be. We'd have to Photoshop those out. Would you cry if you had to spend a night in jail? No, it'd probably be a good experience. No, it wouldn't. Mm. Uh, let me ask you, and I'm, I apologize. I don't have the exact numbers. The one thing kept me off this game, Andy Reid is off of a bye. And historically, that's been very good, but. I think that's been figured out by now. Well, and also how's he done ask, the last couple of years? Well, huh? and I got to ask, if, if, how's he done the past twelve months? Because Andy Reid, we got a question. You know, where we put him yeah, in the coaching I agree hierarchy? With, I, I agree with that. But Faz, you brought this up before the show. How do we balance the whole Andy Reid thing with with the buy? Yeah. So Andy Reid historically has been really good Great. against the spread. Yeah, with a buy, both in the playoffs and the regular season, it's like sixty-seven percent. However, we got to ask ourselves. You know what? Does Andy Reid still coach in the NFL? Because we've seen some fundamental well, that's differences. That's strong, but, but let's just say the energy level doesn't seem to be Exactly there. right. So I wonder how relevant that that um, past really is. I think the narratives around, around Andy Reid off a of bye, the Broncos have lost 11 straight to the Chiefs. I think all that is inflating this number. What's your power rating say, Fess? I've got it at 10 with a two, two for home field for Kansas City. Okay, my home field, by the way. It's funny. Kansas City has a rep of being so loud and stuff. You look at their results relative to uh, the markets when it co- or relative to the league when it comes to home field. They're actually a little below. I actually got them at two in general when not counting the away team just because um, I think there's so much excitement. There's some element of that. But I got it at 1.75. You you also attribute for a divisional. So the division knocks it down to 1.5. And I agree with that adjustment, which I did not make. The Broncos, though, are are one of the handful of teams I've got worth more at home. And maybe that's skewed towards the first couple games. But either way, Mm -hmm. that means, in general, that's a net minus on the the road because they're Mm. perceived to be better because they have an advantage at home that isn't obvious. But that would make you less likely to bet Denver. So what I'm saying is that's why I make it 1.75, right? right? So there's going to be factors in a bunch of different directions, mm-hmm. right? The the division takes it from 2 to 1.5, and, and then I do a quarter point because there I are— I like my, that. I agree yeah, wholeheartedly. Exactly. So really, if you just put a bunch of yes-no tags in, you could have them auto an yeah. Excel sheet auto-generate these, which I'm heading towards that. Okay. Um, I think Kansas City is the perfect example of— I got an idea in my priors. This is what I think it is. And if it goes against that, I'm going to make excuses as long as I can. It feels like to me that this is the perfect example with Kansas City where people came in thinking they were great, the analytics people. They started playing, even though they hardly covered the second half of last year, they started playing poorly and it was excuse one, excuse two. Finally, they said, you know what? This two, once people started talking about the too high, they finally said, you know what? You're right. This isn't the same team. Then they play, what, a couple of decent games? And now all of a sudden we're back to Kansas City being number two in your rankings and also, what, number two in the uh, Super Bowl odds. Yes, and if you look at the underlying, go back to Matty Holt down on YPP. Yeah. 
Uh, Kansas City's minus point two. So if I look at my spreadsheet on the season, on the season, there's only one other team I have in the top ten that's minus. It's Baltimore. They're ninth. It is, and Baltimore's uh, probably overrated too. Yeah. So it's well, a, maybe not a ninth, but it's it's beyond a leap of faith. It, it it's December. I think it is. It is a December yet. It is. It is. Happy December. Thank you. <laughs> and so. The fact that it's December and I got a team that's got a minus YPP is ranked second. Means you're ludicrous. probably falling into it yourself. It's ludicrous. It cannot be right. Because you're scared of Mahomes. And it's you know good. what? He gets respect. I, he should, but they're not the second best team. I don't. They could be. I don't think we've seen it. And that's, they, have, they haven't scored more than 20 points at home since week three. Like they, we're they're just about backfitting, though. Well, home, you know, but yeah, I mean, they, I've lowered two points on my power rating. I've only got him. A half point. I still am the number one quarterback. I got him half a point better than Rodgers. Two points over the course of the season. Yeah. Think about this. They scored. I mean, the Raiders game was a good game for them, mm-hmm. right? They scored 19 against Dallas. Now they're off to buy. And before that, I mean, if you look at it, like where's been the strong performance before that? Let's see here. It was the football team. They scored 13 against Green Bay. 20 against the Giants. And remember that. Three against Tennessee. And Green Bay, all they did was punt that whole game with Jordan Love. So from week seven on, three points against Tennessee, 20 against the Giants, 13 against Green Bay. I mean, this is this is ridiculous. And somehow they're the but you got them as the second best team. Then a good game against the Raiders. And then let's not get too excited, 19. But you also, I mean, you pointed out the Raiders went against the, the model that's been built. I agree. So I, And I you know who's not going to go against the model. I got them. The guy, the guy that built the model. model. I, I have them too high. That's, you're, that's you're, you're handicapping scared. I'm handicapping scared. I'm trying, like you said, I'm trying to like, oh, they, they figured out what they were doing wrong. No, they just got two teams that can't play that cover too. And, and the Raiders and in Dallas. I'm going to have to come up with the terminology, or not come up, but find the right terminology, because the idea of having this normal distribution or these Jags, like we were saying, maybe Andy Reid, you, you said something that was hot taggy, but I'm saying there's some chance greater than zero that Andy Reid's distracted because of his son's issues, and it would only be human if he were. But I'm saying if he is, that is a movement of, you know, an adjustment in how good of a coach he is. Sure. It's more that there, it's not that there's all these increments and we know for sure he is. It's he, maybe he's not 30%. Maybe he is a little, a certain percentage. And then he's a lot of certain percentage. I don't know what those percentages are, but it's much greater than zero. We're not saying we know Andy Reid isn't working hard because how could we know that? We, we can't, you know, you can compare and contrast though. Arians, like he gets asked when Brady has a bad game, it's like, were those interceptions on the receivers? And he's like, nah, Brady read the wrong reads there. So that's, you know? that, that, but that's bullshit. Arians is a piece, is, is one of the most dislike, or unlikable people I've ever seen. Really? Because hmm. he, he's trying to be liked. You know that, first of all, I, I won't name names. Well, I know, let's just say this. I won't even say what network it was. I know multiple people that were talking about when he was an OC that it was a running joke that like he was so ready to do hits. He so wanted to get his profile up. It's really? an offensive court. Now listen, maybe it worked. Maybe that's why he's got all the money. But he obviously does a performance for people. Hmm. Because Tom, what purpose does it? He heard Belichick used to be hard on Brady, so he wants to be hard on Brady. All right, right. But Belichick was never hard on Brady in public. Yeah, you find me one place that he was questioning Brady on the field. He he just wants to act like he he shoots from the hip. He'll say anything. Do you hear? Like, come on, like Brady deserves that. 
No, I'm not mad at you. I'm just saying it's like he, you can see how he's getting that reaction of like he's a straight shooter. Mm -hmm. Now, what's the other side of it? What's Andy Reid say? More, I, I, I've, Andy Reid doesn't say things like that. I'm thinking, is he is he a little bit checked out this year? Or is it that, that well, Belichick doesn't either, does he? No. Yeah, I I think there's way. I think the reason I think he was checked out is it doesn't feel like the Chiefs have done anything to combat this too high, because it's not as if they're beating it. It's the other teams can't and the, run it. And the Mahomes complete lack of you know violating basic strategy mechanics, you know. I know he got but that away was with celebrated it. before, right? Yes, but now he's like he's doing like a Michael Jordan feet apart. Like but remember, you were right beside me on straight out of Vegas the day after the Super Bowl, saying how you upgraded great. him because of he that. He played great mm -hmm. in that game. Mm -hmm. He got a broad deal. His receivers dropped balls in the end zone. And he had no maybe no throwing blocking. the ball flipping over might affect the spiral. Anybody else would have gotten sacked. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, look at let Mackenzie kiss him by now. He says, nice use of the subjective, RJ. If Andy Reid were distracted, which is correct, instead of if he was, and he's what? got like reminding yeah. you, Yale. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no, no. He's no, but yeah. But I agree with your handicap. Getting back to it. Yeah. At, at, at 10, this was on my card at Denver. Yes. Yeah. I like any team at 21, by the way, in case someone wants to off. Except the Texans. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> All right. Any closing thoughts on this one? No, sir. I'm skeptical of Kansas City. I like the makeup matchup, and Denver's playing hard still. I think Fangio might keep his job if they play well from here. Between, I'm hoping they win eight or nine games, Fez. <laughs> All right. I know you are. Middle in the middle. The four weight from Fez. All right. Monday night football. We're going to go New England Patriots plus three. And I also like this game. Awesome. At Buffalo. Yeah, this is an easy handicap. I got two teams. Mine's very sophisticated, but go ahead. Mine's, mine's <laughs> as simple as it gets. I don't know who the better team is. I got them equal. All right, I got them both equal home field. RJ, what do you have for Buffalo home field? I have two. All right, so in this matchup, because it's matchup dependent, I've got it at 1.75. All right, so Buffalo should be favored by 1.75. Let me make one more adjustment. So let me tell you my adjustments, and you can tell me if you agree. Mm -hmm. So let's start with how good these teams are home and away. Patriots are extra good at home, which means they're relatively better away. So that's going to bring this down a quarter point. So I'd go to 1.75. But Buffalo is extra good at home. That brings it up a quarter point. So now we're at two. It's a division game. That brings it down a half. We're at 1.5. But then we've got the juicer. It's a high-intensity fan environment. We go up a quarter, 1.75. I like all that. I'm going to give one more adjustment. All right. Weather. So, AJ, you'll like this. I've got 20 miles per hour, rain and snow in the Oof. forecast. Who is this going to benefit? That I would benefit New England. It's going to benefit why, the though, power. One thing you might think is Mac Jones doesn't have a strong arm as Josh Allen. Yes, but I've got a power rushing team mm -hmm. that that runs the ball most half the time. And we all know the, about, about the Bills. They throw the ball two-thirds of the time. So because of that, in the wins, that should hamper the Buffalo offense more than the New England offense as long as Mac Jones can handle the conditions. I agree with that. And I also think that you know Belichick has been scheming up Buffalo. You, who do you think he spent the most time getting ready for, and especially with the Bills kind of innovating this, let them run. You, know, let them run. you don't think Belichick has been looking at that to, 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 to completely kind of I, I make it extinct? He wants, to, he wants to take its existence off the earth because it's something that's a disadvantage to him. What do you think, AJ? Do you, do you see that as, uh, I guess, listen, uh, the Bills got good coaches. 
Very good. I but think. there's there's one there's a group at the head of the mountain, and that group has one person. In yeah, it, Bill Belichick. Yeah, you're not going to outcoach Bill. Uh, I, you know what the Bills have done recently, and and really, I mean, last game was in, in last game game. You know, the game script kind of turned to this, but they've been running the ball more this year than last year. I still don't think that I, I think they're one of these teams who, not as uh, blatantly willing to let teams run, but they're still willing to let teams run. As, as yeah, like, I think the Bills are for sure. I mean, again, remember, it's not let them run. And I know you know this. It's you're, you're setting it up in a way that makes running have a slight advantage. Invite the run, I should say. Yeah, that's actually that. a good way to say okay. it. Okay. Uh, because but, they love to stop them for minus two yards, but they want to do it when they can have seven guys. You know, they can play nickel back. Yeah. And I think losing Tredavious White, and maybe it doesn't great hurt point. him as no, much. That's a great point. Maybe it doesn't hurt him as much in New England in a, in a, or against New England in a snow game, but he is a, a very, very important guy to what they do on defense. And I would say this. I think it hurts him in all cases because it's – it's not just that he's able to he's able to shut someone down. It's he's able to let the defense and in a weird way. They're double before with the let, inviting the run and having White at corner. They had two things that were helping them against the pass. One is you have a shutdown corner that's, that allows you to have more players other places. Mm-hmm. And number two, you have one less player defending the run, so you got more players defending the pass. So in a way, there was almost like a two-person advantage, or I wouldn't say a two-person advantage, but two clear reasons they had more, their lesser players had an advantage, cornerback white and the inviting the run. Here against the Patriots, who knows how they're going to adjust and still invite the run. If they do, Belichick might not pass. He would love to have. They didn't pass the whole game once if he could do that, right? He's the guy that had Doug Flutie do a drop kick. So, on the other hand, I'm I'm still questioning the Bills. I, I know serious people that think the Bills are the best team in football. What do you got, Fez? I have the Bills tied with New England fifth and sixth. Okay. Buffalo fifth. AJ, That's you think points. they're the best team, but just not as good as you thought when they were the best team. I ever. don't think they're the best team. I, I think that probably a top five sounds sounds about right to and me. And I'm going to ask the same question: What is their impre- if we were ne- debating this? What's their most impressive win? It's Kansas, Kansas City. City. Okay, and at the time, Kansas. And remember, their entire scheme of letting them run was built for Kansas sure. City. They built their team to beat Kansas City. Not and so good against Indianapolis. It's almost, but isn't aren't the Patriots a better version of Indianapolis? Meaning their ability to run yes. the ball? Yes. You think they're a better running team than, than Indy? I think schematic. No, no I think they're a better version because their defense is way better. Okay. Yeah. Yes. But I also their think offense that, is, comp, is not quite as good, and their defense is much better. than. But when, let me ask you this. If you're playing Phil Ivey in poker, do you want to play him and hold him, or you want to play him in some strange game that you've never played and he's never hold played? Hold him. Because, oh, that he's – no, hold him. Yeah, because he's going to think on his feet better than you at poker. Right. Yes. So you you when something's unconventional, you have more room as a genius to ex, uh, express your genius because the things that you might figure out very quickly would become book at some point, and you're going to be able to follow the book. That's the only place he can beat you is off book. It's almost like chess openings. Exactly. So if I play a grandmaster and we only play ten moves, uh-huh. I'm going to do okay because you I'll know be all slight, the. I'll be I'll be fine. I'll be slightly worse. If he didn't know that was the competition, if he knew yeah. it was. He would find a way to get you out of book. And, but, and or if we played Fisher chess where the back row pieces got randomly assigned. I don't recall the name of that. He'll, he'd kill me by the end of the 10th. He's called Fisher chess. But, but what I'm saying is that's an example where if one, if the lesser intellect or the lesser strategist says this is the way to play and it's been proven by collective IQ, but it's hard for Belichick to do much with that beyond that. Yes. Now this is a new thing. This let him invite them to run too high. 
I think Belichick is going to get to shine here. And I think bad. So weather, that's my point. Yes. Why I think a better version of the Colts, even against his defense. Yes. And I believe that any type of um, throw a monkey in the wrench, weird weather benefits Belichick. Yeah. You, I mean, McKenzie just flashed it and you don't have the screen right in front of you, Steve. Best bad weather coach of, of you know, for a reason. It's justified. I agree. Because he understands what plays to re- First of all, he, t- he practices outside. There's no bubble. Played Tampa Bay even earlier in the year in the, in the driving rain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, think back. If they beat Tampa and beat Dallas, what are we saying right now? Best team in football. And they could easily beat Miami. Which now idiot the, fumbled on the eight yard line. It happens. All right. Any closing thoughts? None. So I agree. This is my. Uh, let me see here. This was my two weight. Just because it feels like I'm buying high right now. Mm-hmm. But not, I, New England. Listen, the 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 summer line in this game was seven. Oof. It's two and a half. Now. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Perce- three, perceptions change. Three in the in the super contest is why we're picking it. It's markets moving towards two and a half. Okay, three weight for Fez, right? No, you're four weight. Oh, I thought I just did it. Nope. Oh, I guess that was my three. Okay, my four weight. Oh, I like this. This is the triple like. Well, you guys are good, but I have the highest ranked. Yeah. So you're like I'm the Pied Piper, and you're behind. Yeah. Fez is behind. You just cut in yeah. line. I just I wasn't cutting the line because I no, didn't say the name. The I was trying to do pomp and circumstance. No, to there's no pomp and circumstance. The guy who's got the top pick gets to go first. I thought then, normally no, but he was and, letting me go first. Yeah. Then, but then he, he I was going <laughs> triple like <laughs> RJ Bell. We all like this. Go ahead, RJ. Fat says we all like this. <laughs> I like my way better the with the trumpet, but all right. The Philadelphia Eagles. And here's why. If you look at it, it feels like, oh, finally Philly was exposed. Exposed. Okay, Jalen Hurts was. Ex- I heard people say, "Lucky I didn't get on that Hurts train." It's well because he had a bad game. Because when Holmes has bad games, it's excused. In fact, there's probably a million IQ points applied to trying to figure out how to excuse it. Josh Allen excused. Well, that's your um, IQ points applied to that. Sam I don't know as much. You, no, 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 no. no. Uh, amongst the analytics people, they don't like J- Josh Allen. They think he was an aberration. Okay. Right. Who oh, I was gonna. I was gonna say you should see Jets fans excuse Zach Wilson's play. Like that's possible. In I the don't world. believe that. I've seen it on Twitter.com. No, they hate Zach Wilson. <laughs> um, I think some people are quick to hate, and others hold on too long. Then they hate more after. It's headed that. Well, just look. See Sam Darnold. <laughs> yeah. I heard Colin today say. Um, he goes. He goes. Yeah. He goes. If I once I win an argument. He goes, I, I just, because they made a decision they're not going to talk about Baker Mayfield for, like, some period of time. Okay. He goes, hey, when you win an argument, you just quit talking. You don't keep bragging. He goes, listen, I lost the Sam Darnold argument. I'm done talking about that. <laughs> like, hey, listen, I mean, I give him credit for finally admitting it. I, I can't, but, listen, half the league thought it was a good signing by Carolina. I mean, uh, some serious people. Did. I, they thought it was smart because Dave Tapper did it. If it was, nah, I think if Jacksonville people, signed him, no one would think that was well, smart. There's nothing Jacksonville does we're going to think is smart. But what I'm saying is if an average team, because there was a sense of what's the truth. The truth is he was the third pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. And, and and there is that hate of the Jets organization and of Gase. You know, he excuses. Yep. And Tannehill. But again, now we're seeing Tannehill without Henry. Maybe it wasn't Gase. Maybe it's Henry. He's got no wide receivers also. Yeah, but he <laughs> looks worse. Four interceptions is four interceptions. He looks bad. All right. So anyway, Philly. Hurts had a bad game. All right. But they still ran the ball so well. And I think what we've seen from them 
in the weeks leading up to this is the truth. And the Saints couldn't stop him, and no one stopped him. So if you got a team that's playing a really bad team, and you got an offense that can't be stopped, seemingly, and the only question is, does this, you know, 24th best quarterback in the league, kind of. If he plays horribly, you might be in trouble. Otherwise, you're probably going to win. That's a bet to me. And and by the way, Wilson, I think he's horrible. It looks like they played better last week. He didn't. Yeah. I I asked you and Fez this, like, as a trivia question. Zach Wilson, his QBR in the New England game where he threw four picks was 10. In this game, it was 9.8 against the Texans in a game they won. That blew my mind. He was horrible. And, and I, the reason I had it on the Super Contest against the Jets was my thought was there was going to be so much pressure, so much of the team being down. Maybe there was, and it was just how bad Houston is. But the fact of the matter is I, I, I think Jets are a little overrated, if you can believe it. And I think Philly's a little underrated because they finally had that loss. I think it was deceiving. I think the Jets' win was deceiving in a way. Value, Philly. By the way, the line in that game – and we should make a point, is six and a half. The market's almost towards seven. I got a feeling this might be over a touchdown, well, Fez. I, the, the, I think Jalen Hurts coming out today and saying he plans on playing Sunday is the reason for the, well, the boost. But what was the supposed injury? His yeah. ankle. Ah, come on. How, when did he – did he finish the game? Yes. Yep. So how bad was his ankle? I don't know. They, they, they're bad enough that they they didn't practice him early, uh, on Tuesday, and then today at practice he said he's playing. Did he practice? Was yes. he full he participant? Yeah. yeah, full participant on Wednesday. I, Though I did read a study over the weekend by a fantasy company that said once you go on any player, goes on the injury list one time, that the performance drops about 15% the rest of the year. That when, It doesn't matter if it's one. At that point on average, it's just there's something about being like uh, 100% is, is kind of rare, but when they are, it's like it's great. But when they get – Just when they show up on the report? Mm-hmm. Oof. So this would not impact Rams running backs because they don't get on the report. Yeah. Well, well Hill Brady was on the report every week. But there's certainly well, it was after the NFL complained he <laughs> wasn't in a given case. It, 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 obviously, if it was an aberration like how they game the report, but in general, the report's kind of trustworthy. Yeah, I think you're spot on. And a lot of sharp guys I know who bet player props, they love studs that suddenly have like a little nagging injury because people tend to slough it off and just look at the data like, Oh, Justin Jefferson's so good. He can overcome this. And then what happens? They have that 50 yard game instead of that 90 yard game. And that was happening with Mixon and the Bengals earlier this year. That would be an interesting study is if have it broken up in the following way. If a player was on the injury report that week, how do they do against their total? And this would just be, you know, position players or um, playmakers on offense. And then if a player was on it, and didn't play and missed a game, how's it? Because there's going to be a couple permutations, like on it play, uh, or on the report play, on the report don't play, thus miss a game, and now next week it's on the report again but play, or multiple weeks. So you're going to break it down, but there's going to be this kind of distribution of how does the injury report affect performance. It's R.J. Bell 101. It's not binary people. Well, but you're the there's one that stresses mul- out about players. There's too. multiple like states that are going to occur with the player, and he'll be and he's gotten it out. But we think of it as he's playing. Exactly. Yeah. I, that's a study we could do, right? Because we got an archive of all the player prop numbers, right? Yep. It's out there. Okay. What do you think, Agent? I, I I agree with everything you said. Also, this is a bad so matchup, like really. This. I, yeah. It's on. It's a triple like. Oh, it is a triple like. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is my two weight. And the Jets, 
you, it's funny, you mentioned this earlier before the show, the Jets are better against the run than the pass, and they are, but they're they're 30th in DVOA against That's the run. The they just happen to be 32nd against the pass. I, I think this team is going to just they're, – they're going to have a hard time still slowing down this Eagles run game. I, they're not built for it. It just seems like a really bad matchup, and I, I'm with you. This is like a rare opportunity to sell high on the Jets – and we're ha- we happen to be buying low on the Eagles as well. And it's a real rare. Well, I don't. I don't think we're buying. We're not, we're buying on a dip. Yeah, that's buying, buying low okay, implies that's fair. The not at the lowest. Point. And it's a rare opportunity to go ahead and buy our Bitcoin because we missed out on the Philly Bitcoin. You know, <laughs> I had them a couple of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. had one of their losers though. But we're well aware that you know Philly is a team that the wise guys love. Money comes seemingly every week on Philly, and so great. We went ahead and passed on them against the Giants, where we were saying, you know, it looks a little bit inflated. Philly laying three and a half against the Giants. Well, now the spot's great for Philly. You get the Jets fat, drunk, and happy off of a win against a horrible team, and you get Philly focused off a turnover-driven game, which I did not downgrade them a half point for because they won the stats against the Giants. Now they played the worst New York team, and it's the same road trip. They get to go back to the same stadium. It repeats itself. Very easy for them, and I like the Army-Navy type of handicap. If Army or Navy can run the ball, they just keep scoring against their opponents, and that's what should happen in this game with the Philly rush attack. Okay, so I like Ric Flair, but sometimes you just got to do the opposite. George Costanza of what Flair says, the Jets are opposite. I'm a winner, not a loser. Mm. So you got it. They're losers, not winners. Got it. That's we got the Eagles. By the way, Fez, quick distinction. Point of contention. No. We say generically the wise guys like, the syndicates like, my understanding is this is one syndicate that is just crazy high on Philly in certain spots. And that what you see is everyone's kind of waiting and no one's like, why do they like it? I've heard a lot of incredulity, disbelief of like why they betting them here from like some sharp people more than it's just a general consensus. What's your feeling? Yeah, there's one specific group that feels from what I can tell that Jalen Hurts is being put in, it's being asked to run the Oklahoma offense, and he's extremely good at it. And, well, why doesn't everybody in the NFL run that offense? Or everyone that has a mobile quarterback. Right, right because your quarterback will get killed after three to four years, one. And two, that's not an offense that most coaches in the NFL um, have practiced and schemed up and, and, are, and are experts with. And guess what? It's not an offense the defenses in the NFL see. Well, that's a big part of it. That yes. is a, and that's why what we're seeing with the Shanahan offense is to some degree slowing down because everyone's starting to practice again. You saw in the NBA with the lineup adapt. Yes. Right? And that's why Belichick zagged when everyone else was zigging, and he went big. And, well, he's big, big. Um, offensive success rate, again, yes, no on every play. This is binary. Philly's second. Who's first? This is also the rushing success rate specifically, yeah, but Tampa Bay is rushing. First. So Tampa's first. Yeah, yeah, excellent. One of the team that I think the team that runs the least. That's right. Uh, like, and that's the thing, right? If you they talk. Uh, oh, go ahead. I yeah, I mean, just set, set it pass, pass, pass. No one's expecting the run, so they have exactly. some more success. So, and, and I think that's why if you look at runs when teams are down, they look really good. Sure. Because you have a draw for you know seven yards, and it's like it looks good, but is it good? Right. So. Um, and that's what they talk about in the NBA a lot, but I think it's something in the NFL too. You can do something for 11 minutes, 
in the NBA that for the number of people can do something that's good for 11 to do it for 31 is a lot harder mm. because it's fatigue. You can put that extra energy in where you can, if you got, you know, Jordan used to have to pace himself. Imagine if Jordan came in for a six minute spurt, how good were he, you know, so you can see in, in general, I think running is like that or passing where if you're not expecting it, the defense is obviously when this, uh, let's think what would be a great example of the other, well, I guess any of the pat, you know, when you got like, well, well when Phil, Lamar would Kansas pass. City, I mean, if you look at Kansas City's per yard running, it's pretty good. Yeah. Right? Because they hardly do it. Uh, huh. The Jets rushing success rate. So this is defense against the rush is 20 seconds. So they are a little, they've given up some big runs. Yeah. You know why? The opposite. I'm a winner, not a loser. <laughs> Next up, is it because they love me? I don't know. But again, me, my three-way, because the other ones have been done, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, this one's pretty simple. This is a rivalry, in my opinion, to end all rivalries in football. By the way, I wish we had more time. We could talk about the High State Michigan game, but we, we're tight. We're on a clock. We're on a clock. <laughs> Tick. I, I mean, I, you know, I don't want to make a big deal about the clock, but there it is. It's always in my ears. You can tell by how fast I talk, and I don't take any detours. Never. Did I tell you the time? <laughs> did, did you did you hear when Dylan was in Sydney, Australia, nineteen? That's actually true. How'd you know that? <laughs> he played he played Desolation Road, but he cried on stage. Yeah, I remember it. You do? No. Oh, so there's another. This example. is a lie. He's just lying. Yes. And thinking it's funny. I'm gonna try that. What? What? What's by the end of the pod? I'm gonna just, just lie. A blatant lie. Just laugh. Okay. I mean, in fact, I'm gonna try it real quick. Okay. I once was seven foot tall. <laughs> That's it. That's all it takes. That's it. You like that? I do like that. Are you actually, stop it? never. <laughs> wow. Let's never say never. <laughs> Pittsburgh. It's a close series, obviously. And I believe we're now buying at a low point. Pittsburgh was overrated. We went against them with Detroit specifically. Then Fez said, hey, Chargers, hey, listen, they covered that game. So let's not judge that one. Big Ben threw them from behind. It was a tough spot. Then they got destroyed against Cincy. Fez, that was your best bet. I don't want to make a big deal about mm. it. For for a sliver of time, it was your best bet that I happened to fall into. It was. And I was wanted no part of that because I thought, hey, Ben, you know, you know the motivation. But how good is Baltimore? By the metrics, you can what games could they have lost this year? And we know everyone's not supposed to lose every game. In fact, let's pull up the math. We don't have to do it this way. Mackenzie, mm. right now, Baltimore, if we just said number of wins. And or win percentage because that's better with buy still. Let's compare that to their fourth quarter win share. How how does it rank? They're eight and three. They're, they should have won fifty six percent of their games, so they should be six point one and four point nine. We wow. just go six and five. There you go. No no no. I think that's right. So the question is, what is their negative differential in this regard, and where does that rank? They're number one. They should have won. 1.9 games less than they have. Okay. They are the most overrated by that metric. And again, this is fourth quarter. You take the score, every play, you weight it by how close it is to the end of the game. It's a great system. 
I mean, just run down just to go. Ahead. You got a point, and then we can. Well, there's two games. They made a 66 yard field goal yeah. to win one game, and they trailed Indianapolis by 16 midway through the fourth quarter and mm-hmm. somehow won that game in overtime. Those two games, everything else would have evened out. Those two games, they really should have lost both. But everything else is not like they should have won every one. They had their lucky breaks. The, the other, other one's one. all chopped out exactly. back. Exactly. But no team. And those are the two. Yeah, usually if you have those two, the, the, the thing that's going to be the times you got unlucky kind of mitigated somewhat, even right. though those are extreme. Well, remember, they were down double digits in against Kansas City that's what I'm in the saying. fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm saying it, it's this is this is as bad as you – and give Harbaugh credit. There is an element. That's why I like getting the points here. There, you know, it's a nice number. And, and you nailed it. This Historically, how many times do these teams have to play? I think last year Pittsburgh won them by four and five. But going back, I'll, I'll – I'd be willing to make it. I mean, there's like a, it, there was a stat for a while that the game was within three points. More like than 17, any other series. 17 and like out of 20 years. It was crazy. Or yes. Games. Yes. Yeah. This is the biggest game of the year for both of these teams. Yeah. You know, when they play. And Pittsburgh's at a low point market-wise. I mean, let's just look at what this line was earlier, right? So if we look at this line, it was uh, in the summer, it was Steelers were plus two and a half. Look at headline was plus three. So they're saying the market was about the same. All right, the look ahead close was plus three, Pittsburgh. The world opened three and a half. So 20 cents a move from three to three and a half just because of the bad game against the Bengals, and now it's four and a half. And if you watched the Baltimore game, it would be easy to say, well, you know what? This was impressive. Baltimore covered despite four interceptions by Lamar Jackson. Here's what the eye test By the says. way, Browns was one of our games. Um, Baker Mayfield uh, was completely Awful, just awful in that game, and Lamar Jackson was worse. Baker Mayfield was Baker Mayfield. The in that four game. interceptions Lamar Jackson threw—I don't know if you if, if you watched it really closely, RJ—but no, first downs, first downs. It's not third and eight. He's throwing interceptions. He is throwing the ball like there's meaning one. it's not a, a it's a, not a high leverage situation where an interception, especially if you go long, is almost like an arm punt sometimes. So you take risks. And I correct. I've never seen this before. Correct. Mark, Mark, correct. Mark Andrews. He's got him wide open. Right. He's not under duress. It's a straight 10-yard pass. He throws a line drive that's literally 15 degrees off kilter to a linebacker. It's like I've never seen such an inaccurate pass, even when Josh Allen yeah, his so rookie year was that bad. Straight out of Vegas, we had this stat. The last five games with Lamar Jackson, remember, he missed a game for mysterious reasons. And we talked about this, Fez. We said it on this show. I said, have you ever seen people that are kind of in the know Badmouth someone, kind of like slyly, kind of mm. dug at him, and you said you're right. Lamar was getting more digs than than it didn't seem warranted. It's almost like there was something going on, and we didn't know, but we said, hey, it's it's meaningful. He plays his worst game right after that. Hmm, coincidence, perhaps. Last five games, his average QBR has been 38. 38. He's had zero games with a QBR over 50, so he's been below average five straight games by QBR. I mean, and that team should be a road favorite? I don't think so. I think they, you know, I think Baltimore does a great job of winning games that are close. They are good at that. So, you know, to some degree, Tomlin doesn't make all the best in-game decisions. but Make a minus three. Fine. Yeah. Justin, that, make Justin Tucker minus three. But why doesn't anyone else have this? Because I had Pittsburgh last week. And so so you said, I'm done. That's, I missed, <laughs> I, that's what I love. I love being one week 
after yes. everyone gets disappointed. Any thoughts on this game, AJ? Yeah, I, the the reason the thing that kept me off this is how bad the Steelers look. To I mean, obviously, well, that's the whole point. That's what the squares do. Well, but Baltimore looked horrendous as well. So, so. I, I I guess part of it is Ben not being able to throw the ball when they can't get a run game going. Well, that's what happened last okay week. Okay, against the Chargers. Well, they had a run game going against the Chargers. Okay. This this week, Najee, Najee Harris gets 23 yards on eight carries, and Ben plays one of his worst games of the season. I don't think those things are aren't correlated. And the Ravens I love it. Would you run like the wishbone? Like if you were an NFL coach? No. I oh, yeah. single wing. But I mean, you, you have to agree the Steelers have offensive limitations. Yeah. What's their backup backup quarterback? He runs that the Wildcat for Pittsburgh. The, the wide receiver Mason, Mason Rudolph? Rudolph. No, the next guy. Uh-huh. Are you talking about Antoine Randall L? I don't think no. he's there anymore. They've got a wide receiver that can run. I think Lynn Swan would have ran a hell What's of a. What's the dude's name? He's a wide receiver. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I, Cordell Stewart slash. <laughs> <laughs> That's him. <laughs> All right, continue. And then the Ravens, the Ravens are fifth in the league DVOA against the run. They just held Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt to 36 yards combined, and I that's that's what kept, that and Baker Mayfield being dog shit is what kept them in that game. So if if they can stop Najee Harris and make Big Ben be dog shit, I I don't have any appetite for it. But I've got no interest so in scared. either side of this you're game. Scared? I'm yeah, I'm scared. All right, I like that you admit it. That is good. I like it. He's scared. I'm not. Steelers, three-way. Hey, by the way, I was almost going to make a joke about, like, as you're reading the paper, hey, what time's that movie start? But, you know, your stats have been good. The, at the beginning of the year, you were reading the paper pretty much. Like, you know, but now you actually, they're very on point. Like, you think about them and you find contextual relevance. Thank you. I think. No, no, I'm, I'm okay. Because <laughs> you made a face as soon as no, the no, thing was like. I was, I was going to ask you, like, did you like early in the year? Did you not think that was important? But then it dawned on me. It's like, wait a minute. When someone improves, there's nothing worse than saying someone like you'll say to a girl, like, man, that working out, you look good. And then it's like, you know, someone, a friend or whatever, not like a coworker or whatever. And the um, they go, what you think I was fat before? Like you can't win when that conversation starts. I would say probably the first three or four of these we did. We were just nervous. I, yeah, I couldn't have been more nervous. AJ, you dropped some weight, right? Uh, Why I, are you talking about his weight? Thank you. <laughs> did I used to be fat before? There you go. What did you say? <laughs> All right. Now, oh, you know what? But first, who remembers Brendan Walsh? Oh, wait, that's not what we want to talk about. We've got an amazing deal for you. And you know what? It's going to cost you zero dollars. Zero. We were talking about the guy who was, what was that joke we were talking about? Someone was looking around to find, uh, oh, you were talking about this from the Pink Panther. Yes. So Clouseau is driving in circles around the, on, a, on a street. And Someone's observing him, saying, "Look at the genius of that!" It's like he's a genius. He knows he's being watched. He's being very careful. He's going to detect the surveillance. And then Dreyfus says, "You idiot! He's just looking for a parking meter that's prepaid, so he doesn't have to pay." And you don't have to pay to enter this contest. <laughs> this is. And what are you going to win? Are you going to win some bulk dollars? Yes. But wait, not just bulk dollars. First place, 500 bulk dollars. Second place, 250. Third place, 100. You might say, I don't buy picks. Okay, well, they're free, mother effer, but 
even if you don't like picks, and who would be listening to this if you didn't, you get the following in addition. First place, 500 bulk dollars. 500 cash. Yes, $1,000 combined, 500 bulk, 500 cash. What's the contest? It's the bowl bonanza. It's for the bowls. Second place, 250 bulk, 250 cash. That's cash money. You can buy steak with that, cigarettes, skull. You can buy uh, poppers. Methamphetamines. No, no. If you're going to buy. In some states. West Virginia, I think it's allowed. Alabama, maybe. I know that you don't like West Virginia for some reason. <laughs> you know Nick Saban's from West Virginia? I did not. Mm-hmm. Country roads. Take me home. <laughs> West Virginia. Almost heaven. You know, you know, my sister was born in West Virginia. Really? And I used to harass her because on her, you know, she lived overseas for a while, Slovenia, where uh, Mrs. Trump was from. Okay. And the third Mrs. Trump. And she had her passport, right? And we went to Italy when I was like 12. So we had our pass. You know, that you just re-up it or whatever. I think it's every seven years. And it says, it doesn't say anything but your state and your country. So it says, West Virginia, comma, United States. Oh, my God. Did she, she actually called and said, can I get this changed? Because she said she felt like people would treat her worse. Should have been back yesterday. I mean, it's crazy because you make it sound like you. How, how far were you from the border? Um, the river, the, the Ohio River, 150 yards. See, that's <laughs> – and, and I, I mean, I think that's, that's a real the thing. fields were. There really is like a – there's a – you're looked at differently if you're from West Virginia than if you're from Ohio. That is true. Like there, you could – you could put, I don't know if you I, be, I look at my sister differently. She was born there. I don't know if you can be cosmopolitan. Like people no. here in Ohio and say, oh, you're cosmopolitan. No. Well, but I, they I don't. Think people from the real sticks think that. Like Arkansas thinks Ohio's. Co- no one in LA thinks Ohio's. Right. They, they think it's Idaho. But I think that. They don't know the difference. Most people look at West Virginia way different than they look at Ohio, too. I agree. Yeah. Kentucky and West Virginia kind of have a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to know something about West Virginia, there's one of the greatest documentaries ever, The Wonderful Whites of West Virginia. Has anyone seen that? No. no. It is so great. There's this family that's like, I don't want to say like ticks, but like ticks up in these hills. Like this is two hours from me into the, the bad parts of West Virginia. And there's a guy, they, they play in a jug band. So they have like jugs. And there's one guy that was considered the, one of the whites the greatest jug band player ever. He was the Jimi Hendrix of jug bands. Is jug band regionalized to West Virginia only? or is it I think Kentucky gets Appalachia? some of that too. I think when you said regionalized, yes. Anything else is unnecessary. But here, here was the tragedy. He huffed paint and to the point where he was like almost dying. Like he was shaking. Like he just wasn't able to be the, it was like Hendrix. It was he, his heroin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hillbilly but, heroin. No, that's, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's oxycodone. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. All right. But it's great because there's all these, this family that's in a way afflicted by being part of the whites from this. Because if they say, I'm so and so white, it's like, oh, he's trouble. They all are trouble. It's like the Dukes from the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> and, Daisy May. And I tell you, if you ever wonder that, like, I think, what did The Wire do, right? The Wire taught us there's this whole other world that, you know, none of us had experienced. Mackenzie, you know, who, had an upbringing a lot like President Obama. He says he, you know, once was stomped by a gang. Now, what was the location of that? 
Rogers Park, Chicago, one of the most diverse neighborhoods in the world, 33, 33, 33, 10. That's, what, what, and the, the, the 33s are, it's Larry Bird. Larry, no, go ahead. <laughs> oh, and it's 30, 30, 30, 10. I just realized. I was going to say, that, yeah. that's a lot of percentile points right Black, there. Black, white, Hispanic, and then throw 10% Asian in there. You got all types in Rogers Park. Black, white, Hispanic. Now you, you're half black, half white. Is that how you say it? Milano? Yes. Us okay. Milanos are so very w- common in Rogers Park. So were you like in both parts of the black and white? Actually, yeah. Kind of halfway between the university and Howard Street where it gets rough. Okay. Yeah. So, but somehow you were stomped. Why was that? I was close to Howard Street. It so gets you rough. Were, so you were, tr- how old were you? 15. And so you were trying to act hard. I was wearing a chain in colors I shouldn't have been. So, so you actually had <laughs> the colors of a gang. I didn't on, know on it, purpose? but yes, I did. No, not on purpose. Not what color? It was, it was blue and black. Okay. Okay. Yeah, don't joke about those colors. I mean, seriously. It's like they, uh, listen. I was thinking maybe he was wearing like a bull's jacket. And then oh, I was like, oh, boy, that well, sucks in Chicago. That's an interesting <laughs> thing. That's an interesting But in certain neighborhoods. Sure. If they ask you who you with, don't even answer. Just, just run. <laughs> <laughs> or just say, I'm with you. <laughs> No. No? <laughs> That's the last thing to say. Because they, they got to pledge their life to be with them. Oh, yeah. Have you pledged your life? No. You just did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I tell you, I respect that because they got a code. And, again, maybe the code involves killing innocent people. And you know what? I don't like that, especially if I'm the innocent one or someone I love. I like it even less. But they – listen, when you read about or, or hear about the uh, – uh, the NWA movie, and then all the stuff that was going on, I guess it would have been what? Um, I'm having a mental block. Who was the, the guy who was the head of the record, Death Row Records? Suge Knight. Suge, the guy he's in jail now, and he ran people over, yeah. or whatever, allegedly, 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 is um, supposedly it was like Easy e who was with, you know, one of the, you know, I, I can't remember Crips or Bloods, because, I again, I, I have a lot of respect. I just don't involve myself. And... The other one, you know, the, and then Suge was not a member. Easy was a member, but he was an associate or mm-hmm. however you're going to say. And it was like they, there was a real sense of like it was going to be a gang, you know, it was going to break out in a gang war. And there was all this talk about how when the, uh, in the movie they depicted the way that Suge like beat him down and made him sign something. They said if that would have happened, it doesn't matter if it would have taken 20 of the other side, they would have killed him. Because it's the thing, you, if you got other than the president, anyone can be killed, as Michael Corleone said in two. Like, say if you got three security guys, what does it mean, right? You walk out with machine guns and six people, you're gonna yeah. get them. Now those people are probably gonna go down one way or the other. So it matters what you're willing to give up. They're willing to do that, and to me, that's what makes them so strong. The fact that once you're in, you're in. And once your leader tells you to do something, you got it. There's no buck in it, no matter what. There's a lot of power in that, don't yeah. you think? And again, we're not talking ethics. We're talking the you know the real world. Now, again, I do not want to be around that because I don't want to die for someone telling me what to do. Do you? No. I mean, that's, no, thank you. Yeah, and even in the military, you could say it's like that. But the theory is the military has reasons and they have laws around it. Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes they don't. I mean, if you think about it, on the battlefield, a lot of times rules rules bend. Yeah, and that's what you know, and that's when it's tough when you're fighting it, and then lo and behold, you get situations where the public gets involved, and it's like, who knows what's true. It's real easy for an outsider to say 
you shouldn't do that in that situation. But you know, that's what the cops say too. That, yep. And that's gone, I think certainly in cases that's gone too. So to me, all these questions are tough, but um, I'm not any of that. <laughs> But Mackenzie is, apparently. Yeah. Now, are you with the Crips or the Bloods? I told them, frankly, I am not with anyone, but they didn't believe me. Or they didn't care. Well, then when you went down whimpering and had your hand over your head, they said, at the end, they got the last kick and go, you know, maybe he's not. <laughs> <laughs> About halfway through, he's not fighting back. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, they pat him down, and he's got, like, pistachios in his pocket, but he's not strapped. His math book. <laughs> I mean, they thought that, you know, the, the, the phallic-shaped pistachios that you can get because it fits right in your mouth? Yeah. Got the little miniature chest set tucked away. <laughs> yeah, that saved his life. I think we made a mistake here, boys. <laughs> I mean, they, <laughs> And then they just walked away. Yep. Sorry about that, sir. <laughs> no, no, no. They no, didn't. they don't apologize. No, no. If anything, they might kill you over it just to <laughs> make sure that you don't tell anyone. Mackenzie, should we? I mean, I don't, are you worried? No, not at all. <laughs> they uh, were kids. They were 16 and 17. They so wouldn't have killed me. How old me. are they now? Yeah, now they kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Did they pull out a gun? No, but someone actually in the neighborhood came out and shot a gun in the air and they ran away. And I owe that guy maybe my life. Huh. Wow. I don't think so. Probably not. The kids were going to beat you to nah, death? They did have a, a bat, but... Is that what happened to your jaw and your nose? No, that's just genetic. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> 500 bulk, first place, 500 cash. You get both. 250 for second, bulk and cash. And third, 100 cash. A C note for third and 100 bulk. You know what we should do, man? Like Dance? We, yeah. When the music starts a pumping, it starts Friday, December 17th. You know why? Because that's when the bowls start. It ends January 10th. You know why? That's when the bowls end. How many picks do you have to do? 15 minimum, 30 max. Sides or totals. Sides or totals. Train tape. It's not written down here. Say it again. Train tape, 30. And that's final. Thanks, dude. And can you say 500 in Espanol? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what other numbers do you know? Ocho. Veinte y treinta. Uno, dos, seis, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho, nueve, diez, once, doce, trece. You're starting to mumble. Trece. Uh, Why are you catorce, turning up that music? Catorce, quince, and uh, no, I have trouble. Dieciséis, diecisiete. Yeah. Okay, back here in Las Vegas. Oh, wait. <laughs> Is. The Meadows. <laughs> What I don't see is, is it win percentage or is it net units? You know what? It doesn't matter because you're going to see it when you go. <laughs> AJ, you, you proved this, huh? I did. Didn't think about what the winning criteria was? Uh, I may have. I'll look at my email. Yeah. But you know what? It really doesn't matter because when you go there, and this is the key, go to pregame.com, you click contest. You're going to see a list of them. One's going to say CFB Bowl Bonanza. And you're, there's a literally 850 in cash. It's coming out of my pocket. Win RJ's cash. Win RJ's cash. It's the only way you're going to do it. If somehow you guessed it on this show, I take it all back from you. But you can win. Right, Steve? Right. What percentage is this? I, I, I would, oh, that'd be fun. Maybe do a drawing, but like give them somehow money, but that would be the drawing. If you win, we give you 2,000 bucks, but you got to put 2,000 of your own in 
and you've got to put 4,000 in play. And we just go, you know, just, you know, go at it and see. Hmm. But the question is, how do you make them, force them to make bats? Because they'd be like AJ is now. Oh, what? Who's bat? RJ? No. Pass. Pass. When's the last time you made a bat with me? After the, the disaster. Today. Oh, that's true. And you don't even like, but then I said 300. Go, you go, 100. One, please. I caught yeah. that part. One, please. It's win percentage, by the way. Okay. All right. Win percentage. That's even better. I don't know. I would have made it units. Yeah. You can't have such a rate, but this can be gamed. Steve, no, right away, Steve's got the game. <laughs> so, Steve, let's do this because we want, there's going to be a ton of people playing this that aren't listening to the pod. So, let's give a bonus to the pod listeners. How do you game this? Because if you have an exceptional There's win, no if. This you is, play 15 picks. You have an excellent record. You look at the scoreboard. You sit on it. If you're first, yep, you sit and you wait. And then if AJ somehow gets ahead of me, boom, now I can resubmit some more. Otherwise, I, I freeze boom, it, baby. Way over here. Freeze it at 12 and 3. So it's like you're running. You slow down and you keep looking back. If anyone gets close, you speed up again. If no one does, you just keep your steady pace through and collect Coast. your money. That's right. Now, how many of the schmoes that aren't listening to this podcast the uninformed the uninitiated those outside the circle not bloods not crips not free gamers <laughs> how many of them are going to know that zero punta zero punta like whore i think that's point i'm not certain no no steve your spanish is appreciated but we got a new rule you got to speak english at the table english very good all right fez I think we got this straight. Pregame.com, a lot of money, eight fifteen cash, eight fifteen bulk. Check it out. And hey, it's fun to pick. You know what, AJ? I think you enter this contest, and it can be a beat AJ thing too. Mary told me explicitly not to enter contests. Why? But we can make it if you. This is what we'll do. If you win, you don't get it. So, <laughs> okay. so now it's a you're like a pace dog, right? Or like in a, the racetrack, right? Where you're the if you win, it's like they're aspiring to you. But whoever, this is what we're going to do. We're not going to mention this ever again. So if you're listening now, the, the, anyone who beats AJ that then emails AJ after. So he, you participate. And I'll you know, tell Mary. I'll tell her. I won't ask. Little Miss Merrill, she's so powerful. No. Well, she is. But in this case, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to say, no, AJ enters, but you don't get the prize. It goes to the next person. Or maybe it rolls over. No, it goes to the next person. But if you beat AJ and you email AJ at support at pregame.com, support at pregame.com, whoever's highest that emails in above you gets to come on the pod and do a, a handicap. Okay. So let's think about that a second. Let's say I win it. Not me, but I'm someone. I'm in West Virginia hanging out. I win it. I email. I say, hey, I was there for that intimate moment when you told us about that that was never going to be spoken of again. And I look and go, whoa, he won. He must be the highest. And I say, hey, Fred. I'm assuming his name's Fred. Not Fred. Steve. Not Steve. Carl. Carl Dukes. <laughs> he emails in from Atlanta. I think it's Duke, right? Dukes. Oh, okay. And he emails in. And then we literally call him the next week. We record a pod or a, a pick. We probably edit it down significantly. But it will still be like two minutes. And the name and the Twitter account gets on. Okay. What do you think? That's fine with me. But now I'm thinking about it. Your picks would be out there. That's 
what yeah, Mary but, said. But, but that's the thing. Now, we could have me as a blind account where no one uh, knows it's me. You know what? Here's what we'll do. We we will have your picks with your late t- your all access be the pay setter. Okay. All right. And then the beauty is that that's public, so everyone's gonna sure. know. So this is even more secret because you won't even be on the list. But if your record beats his, perc- it's percentage based in this case. If your percentage beats his, and you're the highest one amongst that group, let's say there's I don't know twenty people that beat you. Whoever wins amongst those 20 gets to come in. So it's either one person gets to do it by phone, most likely. If you're in Vegas, you can come in. I mean, I'll get security for the day. Is <laughs> No. I, I am security for the day. Oh, there you go. I like that. Yeah. You, you got a carry permit? Yeah? I do. Already? Texas is uh, transfers. Re- re- reciprocity? Yeah. Oh, wow. Huh. You, you packing now? No, not today. Would you have saved McKenzie? Uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I would have. Appreciate it. Man, now that I know McKenzie, I would save him. So if a bunch of hoodlums you beat him up shot, now. You might have shot McKenzie. You'd be like, <laughs> he deserves that, I'm sure. I'm sure he did. They're not doing that for nothing, right? <laughs> Just said, look at that chain. That's what he gets. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mr. T never got beat down like that. So imagine 20 people win. Whoever, so that means, yes, someone gets to come on, and that's who wins amongst that group is the one that gets to come on. I like it. What do you think, Steve? Muy bien. <laughs> okay. One last thing. It's now an official rule. Only one Andre the Giant a month, and you have that. And one Spanish statement a month. Now, if you just, if it is part of the lingo, that's fine. But if you're purposely doing it, if you, you know, <laughs> it's, you get one a month. See. Si. <laughs> that's, that's funny. That's it for this month. All right. In fact, there's no better way. To oh, you did that, that on December 1st. What a foolish move. <laughs> Rookie. <laughs> See you in January. See you in 2022 <laughs> with your Spanish. Next up, Fez with his two weight. We only got three more uh, weighted picks left. Let's go to the Emerald City. Going to take Seattle plus three and a half hosting San Francisco. This is all about the market upgrading San Francisco. Nice win against the Vikings, no doubt. But I don't think the market is valuing Debo Samuel and his absence enough. This guy has been an absolute stud. McKenzie knows San Francisco better than anyone. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No. He's biased. When you're biased, you he can't. He loves them more than anyone. He loves them more than anyone. So the book on San Francisco is when Kittle, the great tight end, is out, that offense collapses. Above average. That offense collapses without him. Well, Debo Samuel has, is it in terms of their wide receivers. And dude has been fantastic. And he was running the ball a lot too, hasn't he? Yes. He has over 1,000 yards at 18 yards a crack in catches. Ayuk is now their number one wide receiver. He's bad. And Sanu, I didn't even know he was still in the league, is their number two wide receiver. He just got traded for a second-round pick last year. <laughs> he's bad. Oh, so, was that two years ago? I can't remember. So he's, 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 he's hopping around now to different organizations. So I really think this is going to compromise the San Francisco offense, which frankly has been clicking. Well, we have, we have history on this, right? So when, when, um, when Debo's out, is it, is it, how, what's the number say? I have not looked those numbers up. So how many games has he missed, McKenzie? He hasn't missed any this year. Last, last year he missed a few. Okay. So... You want to look at the numbers? So when when that offense, so you're saying Kittle was the main cause before. 
But this year, Samuel has been the man, and he's been. So you're saying Kittle is important, but it's having Samuel and Kittle. So your rationale is that with one of those two gone, it was a problem. Exactly. Now we're swapping out who's gone. Right. So historically, when their key receiver was Kittle and he went down, the offense collapsed. And now Samuel's the most important guy. But they collapsed this year, too. So it sounds like yes. they need two. It doesn't even matter which exactly. one. Exactly. It sounds a lot like what we talked about with Atlanta, the mm-hmm. the tight end and the running back slash wide receiver you know, combo. And having and both of them makes a big the difference. Field. He's getting 18 a catch with volume. I mean, he's having an incredible year. And like you said, he's multi-purpose as well. So It's not one of my picks, but Seattle was a probably the last one for me that I – left off the sixth pick and to me it's about everyone's in the world saw russ look bad and he did and now it's like there's a sensor out of it though if we actually look at the percentages and I, i i think that it's important the perception i mean like what i don't understand is this was i correct that seattle would have been in the playoffs if they had won the game like if the season had ended does anyone else remember that? Yeah, it, no, it's, it's Washington that would have been. And yeah, Seattle's three and eight now, so they're. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. okay. So wh- wh- hold on a second. They're th- they were three and seven. Yes. So they would have been four and seven, mm-hmm. and I guess that wouldn't have put that wouldn't have put them in. No, but, but, but they would have been in contention. They okay, um, but right now I guess. Oh, here it is on the flip side. Sorry about that. Is Seattle's chance to make the playoffs? Oh, it's one percent. So is this a dream crusher? I think so. And that's why I said on Straight Out of Vegas, I don't think you're going to get a better version of Russell Wilson going forward. Uh, you're not going to get a better version. What does that mean? Uh, I, I don't think suddenly Russ is going to turn on the— I know what you're going to say here. It seems like you're afraid to say, say it. Say it. I don't think Russell Wilson cares about this season anymore. I, you I think, think his effort level is going to be less than off. I do. I, I, I think— He's going to make $30 million or whatever, and it's, he's not going to try so hard. I think this is his last year in Seattle. I, I think— it, It's almost like an apartment— that you lost a security deposit on already. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well light a fire in the living room. <laughs> well, you don't want to get the law involved. <laughs> you agree with that? I mean, obviously, to some degree, you don't. Well, the fact that they just were pick them at Washington. And but, but the theory was they, the dream hadn't been crushed yet. You know, at three First of all, they closed the two and a half. At three and seven, that's pretty crushing. Well, the, you know, they got bet like crazy, didn't they? What happened is that the line... Well, what happened was the line went to two and a half. But then the money came back. It's closed one. Okay. Yeah. But what I'm saying is if it, uh, they took all the money, they went up to minus two and a half. You're right. And then in the last minutes before the game started, some late money came back in on Washington. You know what yep. sucked is having plus one and a half on Seattle in the contest. Why didn't they kick the extra point? <laughs> I don't know. I think I, mean, I think it, you know. It's kind of smart. The new age, you know. <laughs> analytics. Is the analytics. I mean, listen, you're down one. How much time was left? Down two. They're down two. Yeah, I mean, after they made the extra point. 20 seconds left. Yeah, onside kick, couple Hail Marys. They almost got that onside. It does give you an example of where if you play the underdog, you know, usually if you play the underdog, your interests are always aligned. I've said that for years. In this case, I guess that's the one time you're not. Yeah. Maybe it's not the only time. Well, I guess with fuel. But in general, it goes to show you that winning a bet versus what the team's trying to do that you bet on is not always the same. Mm-hmm. It is much more the same when you have an underdog. This was a rare case otherwise. Yes. Well said. All right. So I'm, I was leaning Seattle, like I said. I don't know. AJ's saying he's not going to try. Hmm. Doesn't Russell Wilson seem like a prideful guy? He does. And one thing I will say, like, if you're looking for a positive. 
Well, the, no, I'm not looking for positive. I'm looking for you to like. Flesh well, out yeah, your I, I just don't. I don't think Russ, Russell Wilson's never been on a losing team before. So this that, is going to be the first time. I, I don't think he's got an appetite for. He wanted out before the season started. The season's gone horrifically wrong. I just think he's done. Brian Burke, who's an analytics godfather in a way, or you know, one of the founders of the concept in football, says if Seattle would have won, they only would have had a six percent chance. But it's perception, right? Mm-hmm. I That's mean, if somehow, some way, let's say the math was wrong. There was a school, Powhatan. My mom used to teach there. Well, my best buddy George's dad was the coach of Powhatan. I still remember it. it was like 67. And they went, this is back when hardly anyone made the playoffs in Ohio. So it was like they took one team per region mm-hmm. or what it was, you know, and uh, or district. And they lost, they went 10 and 0. But they lost the playoffs by like a hundredth of a point because there was another 10-0 team. Wow. Right? And then the playoffs get, you know, played and they find out there was a, a calculation error and they should have made the playoffs. <sighs> this is before Excel. Now, if, but let's say that it was the other way that no matter, let's say they were entering the last game and if they thought if they won, they were going to be in and they lose. But if you find out, how motivated would they have been during the game? A ton, right? But if you find out, no matter what, if they win or not, they're not going to, after the fact, they're not going to make it, it wouldn't have changed their motivation because they didn't know it. Mm-hmm. So Seattle, in their minds, were playing for their season, and they lost. So to me, that 6% is interesting, but it just goes to show you the power of the mind mm-hmm. over reality. But, boy, this feel. I mean, if, if this isn't a dream crusher, what is? Meaning it's a team that hasn't, has Seattle even missed the playoffs? They've missed the playoffs. I, they haven't had a losing season under Russ yeah, but or with Russ. When did Russ. they miss the playoffs? Pull that up. I know they did. I'm just saying it's they. They let's just say this. They've been competitive. They. I don't think they've had a game. 2017. They went nine and seven. Missed the playoffs. Uh, and I'm guessing they didn't have one game that was futile. Meaning, if they won or lost, it didn't matter. Because right, even at 97, entering that last That is one, a good point. So how are they going to respond to the dream? To, to this being the first time. They are at home, and they have great fans. But that's the thing. Do the fans say F this? I don't, I don't think so. I think Because if you're used to winning is when the fans turn. On the East Coast. The West Coast are better fans. What? <laughs> the Chargers, the Rams fans. Those are the no, no, not LA. You mean, the the saying, San Francisco wine so, and cheese crowd. You're saying they're so apathetic they don't boo. Yes, exactly. The Denver's, <laughs> the Seattle's, then the like. They're. It's not like New York, yeah, or Philly. I know. Or they just don't show up. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, I don't they know. They still I show think, up. Listen, let's just say this. We Look got, at Nebraska. Look at USC. Those fans are are are, are, are the, the stadium is. Wait, are we calling Nebraska a West Coast team? Well, according to like New York, like how no, that's the map the flyover kind. Of. You see the New York, like the but map they're flying, of the U.S. They're flying to the West Coast. Seattle has got Amazon, <laughs> and they got Microsoft. It's a pretty big city up there. Yeah, I, I mean, have you ever I, visited Seattle? Oh, of course. Yeah. Do you go to the Needle? Yes. Pike's Market. Oh. Okay. It's where you throw the you catch the fish. You catch it yourself? Yeah. Mm. You know, when I was in Houston, that seafood, love it. I was there for Papadillas. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Greek. Greeks own that. My uh, my best buddy. Well, when I was down there, I spent like a week, two times in, in 2003, four. It was always crawfish time. Now, how oh, long yeah. is those? How long is that season? Two, three months. Oh, I like that. That's good. Get them by the pound. Oh yeah. All right. I'm off of Seattle because of the dream crush. Yeah. Do you right. want to get off? No. Of Seattle. They're loyal, like Nebraska. Push a button on them, AJ. 
I, Seattle's the only side I would play because I don't want – Even I, after a dream crusher? The Rams or the, the 49ers minus three and a half at the Seahawks just sounds McKenzie, crazy to me. You want to go in halvesies? Yes, what's your What's your thought on the game? I'm I'm with AJ in that Russell Wilson has played like the worst quarterback in the league the last three weeks, and I don't see that suddenly turning around, uh, especially against a 49ers defense that makes you throw number two against the run, rush DV away. I feel like it's going to get ugly. But I'm always optimistic about the 49ers' chances, so you, take that with a grain of salt. You realize that you've got to make a pick against them here soon. I know, and I, I wanted it to be but, this week. But I just, if you don't, I just here's don't the beauty of it. it. If you don't, it's only 1000 bucks. <laughs> it won't be. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is you'd hurt your brand if you just like did it the last week just to do it. That's why I'm looking at these games carefully. This is not the week I wanted. All right, it. so you want to go and have these? Yes. All right. So if it loses, you pay. That's the half the time you pay. <laughs> if it wins. <laughs> All right, That's next. <laughs> well, luckily, it's only 45% of the time that it will lose because RJ picked it. Well, no, no. I asked you. It's your pick. <laughs> I'm, I'm showing you a lot of faith right here. All right, two games left. AJ. You got Huey ready? Oh, my gosh. Go ahead. All right. He's always ready when you're here. The Rams minus 13 hosting. You must be a Hosting the Jags. I wanted to hear it. There we go. All right. You've heard it enough. Yeah. Stafford, listen. It's like the soundtrack to your fucking existence. You know, we didn't we didn't get to this on Straight Out of Vegas, but the numbers of Stafford against teams with a winning record at the end of the season is alarming. And he's just so, gone so through. So it's a winning record as it's assessed at the end of the year. Yeah. It, it teams at the end of the season. They can play him any point. Yep. It, but he's like 8 and 58. Some crazy number. But like he Jacksonville just, doesn't have a winning record. No. That's good news. That's the good news. So he's he's looked like garbage the last few weeks, but it's been it's been against good teams. This should be that reprieve. Uh, this Jags offense oh, is is dreadful. They're, they cannot put points up. The Rams defense could use a break after what they've been going through. The Rams 5 and 0 against teams with a losing record, average margin 16 5-0. per game. What's their ATS? Uh they I'm telling you their their average margin in those games is 16 points what per I'm game. What I'm suspecting is you're not telling us the ATS because it's not great, but they blew they beat a couple teams by like 40, so the ATS margin looks good. They've only covered 4 games all year. Yeah, so pull that up, McKenzie. You can always tell when someone does it differently like that. There's a reason yeah. for it. Well, I mean, they are five and zero straight up against teams with a losing record. So they they don't get beat by the worst teams, which Jacksonville is. And they don't cover. Are you betting on the money line? Am I betting the uh, the Rams on the money yeah. line? Yeah, I might sprinkle. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't the Rams lose by seventeen as a seventeen point favorite last year? Are you year? pressing the button on this team? No, I actually. Then maybe agree you're piping it. down to. Well, well, I actually agree with it. So why are you? Saying things against your interest. Um, I'd rather like, cut yourself down. So you I like to just pick on the rabbit. I think what we're the looking rabbit. at is a good team, not a great team. They've lost three games in a row already. They're, you're going to see their best effort. I, I think this is a, a bounce back spot I for the Rams. I agree with that, but it was last week too, wasn't it? They were playing against a good team last week. Well, I mean, I thought so. You guys like the other side. Uh, I sent you the Packers on Saturday. Yeah, after I gave it to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! Did I predict it, Fad? Three and two against the spread against below five hundred teams. There it is, still winning. What's record? the ATS margin? Well, but exactly. I didn't say you lie. Okay. I said I heard you, and I. I mean, imagine being me. The in, just life is crushing because you see the bullshit everyone's pulling. Let's imagine seen. being you because you taught me, Fez. If you're going to lay thirteen in the NFL, you better make damn sure you got an ultra motivated favorite. And we have one here with a team that's lost three consecutive games playing a Jacksonville team. Let's face it; they got two wins. 
they could have zero wins. Both their wins, oh, really lucky win outside of North America when their idiot kicker. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You and that outside of North you sound like <laughs> someone that says, you know, like, I, I didn't cheat on you, honey, because it was west of the Mississippi. Like, what? I mean, it didn't work for me. It's not going to work for you. Uh, luck, lucky win in London against Miami when their kicker made two 55-yard uh, You mean goals. a team that just won five straight games? Yes. Okay. Yes. And their other win against Buffalo, that's a good win, but it could have gone either way. So they're oh, this close. Oh, there you go. The Buffalo win doesn't even count now. Well, they've only had one close loss. So I, I think Jacksonville's a garbage team, and I would, if I had to play this, I would lay it. So here's my thought. The Jacksonville Jags, we look at the offense, we look at the defense. How have they done against expectations? All right, they're minus 17 points on this most recent five-game run. Not good. But on offense, they've scored 40 less points. On defense, they've scored 23, or they've allowed 23 less points, meaning good. They're, Their defense exceeded, is better than expected. Exceeded expectations by 23 points. On offense, they've fallen short by 40. I'm just going to do some quick math. 17. How do we use a derivative here? Do we just go? Is there any reason not just to go Jacksonville, Jacksonville team under. under? Team under. I think that's probably the best way to approach it. So what's our number? One second. Because to me, this is. And by the way, as we talk about, we we pull back the curtain for our loyal listeners here. This is a time when he's calculating that I keep talking, like you, like you, you just get silent when I'm calculating on air and be like, let me go. Okay, <laughs> uh, you know, sing a song. Seventeen and a half. That's perfect. About Key seventeen. Number. Yeah. Can we, all right. I like this one. Jacksonville has not scored more than 23 points all year long. Now, I know this is 17 and a half, but that means they probably have to get 20 to beat us, and they're playing a good defense. Oh, and remember, we went under 23 on the Jacksonville team total last week, and they only scored 14. There you go. Let's keep it running. Yes, sir. Any other thoughts? None. All right, last game. Oh, look, it's Fez. And you got something that involves Los Angeles or Las Vegas. Yeah, our hometown Raiders. I'm on the Raiders minus two and a half. I'm going to keep this simple. It's my one weight. I think the situation's great for the Raiders. So they played on Thursday, Thanksgiving. I mean, there's only the, the racist that they ran out, allegedly, <laughs> and then the, the guy's life. And then the lady and the dog that died. But perfect. <sighs> That's all in the real view. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is that, 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 that was interesting. The rear view. We got ten. We got ten. We got a ten days to get, prepare for this game, and we got we're facing a Washington team that had to play Monday night. Really close game, got their win against Seattle. Now has to fly all the way across the country to Vegas on a short week. The situational spot mm-hmm. greatly, greatly favors the Raiders, and we've got a real good kicker in Carlson. This should be a close game. Washington has no kicker. Their kicker got hurt. They got to pick somebody off. They already did. Off the street. Who they got? Uh, they got Morton Anderson. Brian Johnson. Never heard of who? him. Who? He was with the Saints earlier this year. He's the one who missed two extra points against the Titans in the game they lost by two. Best of the best of the bunch. Beat it. I like it. I like it. Okay. What to what degree do we think the all of these, you know, let's be candid, difficult and in some cases tragic situations. How if the Raiders hadn't had any of that happen versus now, how different is this team? Not saying the game's leading up to here, but this team. This team now. It's a really complicated question. I know. That's why I'm asking the two-time prob- Super Contest champion. I would say it's a two-point downgrade. Okay. Because of because Jackson ended up showing himself to be able to, at least for that game, take the top off the defense. Oh, there's, there's no doubt that uh, – 
he's got to be the most volatile wide receiver in terms of yards per catch and like he certainly can stretch the defense. Yeah. Now, having a rooting interest in Washington, at least until I gave up with our division bet, which was so sweet at play, I might just start hedging these all back. Because, I mean, I'm. Yeah, I mean, They're only two games out. They uh, control you know, their Dallas own Dallas could just They crash. control their own destiny. Dak hasn't looked They right. control their own destiny. That's an interesting point. So they win the two Dallas games. <laughs> they win the division if they sweep everybody. Then I'm rooting for them here. So, in a way, this is a hedge, <laughs> batting the Raiders a little bit. Yeah. I might put a 50 on it. All right, so McKenzie, let's look at fourth quarter win share for this because Washington, to me, is a team I fe- it felt like they've won every close game. Where are they at? Fourth quarter win share versus actual wins. One second, looking at our chart here. I mean, no chance you just had that one ready. They are a lucky team. They are five and six. They should be four and seven. That's so third it, in the NFL. So they're the third luckiest team. Yes. Who's first? The Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens. I thought so. Who's second? The Tennessee Titans. Who's fourth? The Los Angeles Chargers. Your team, AJ. <laughs> My best bets on the Bengals. <laughs> well, because you, you're boomerang, man. Look out. Is, that's it. Is that because you're – why do you think you – do you boomerang like that in college? Uh, like you're betting on a team one week no, off them now? not as often. You know, you're insecure about your NFL. I am. <laughs> I mean, compared to you, certainly. Wow, but I I'm mean, in here with two of the like the the best NFL dudes in the world. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm Mackenzie, you believe he's saying that about you? you? How you feel about that? I'm honored, but he's not talking about. Oh, okay. I was talking about Brad and Fez. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. Thank you for the compliment. <laughs> Cliff Clavin, Brad. Stop, Brad Bot. What was the thing he said? That he wouldn't quit talking for one. I almost put him on a word count. All I know is he like. I went to. He to, took all your stuff. I went to make a plate the next day. He took all. Who, no who stuffing. Would, they said, "Brad, take what you want, but want what you take." Yeah. So they turned their back. Brad's gone when they turn back. Next morning, the stuffing's gone. So the reason stuffing gets made at my house to eat is me. No one else in my family eats it. It's made for me. So when I get up the next day, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna make my second plate here, babe. Where's the stuffing? And oh, and Mackenzie said. Brad took it. Who ordered the two entrees when we went out to dinner? Oh, Mackie. Oh. <laughs> you, know, you gotta give him credit. That was that was a ballsy move. I mean, think you have your first business dinner. There's like 20 people there, and he, he doesn't even ask. He goes, "Um, I'll take the uh, steak. And you, you know, actually, give me the lobster, and then he said, you know, wrap that up." He did the bang bang all in one spot. You know, that's actually. <laughs> That, that's actually pretty bold. I I do shit people like in situations that people wouldn't believe because I act like I'm not like because I'm not I act like it does it's almost like a dream and I don't care because I really don't most of the time. And they like that helps you if you don't like, if you ever have a girl and you like her and you like her too much it's almost a sure thing because even if you try to know I can't call the next day I can't, whatever that is there's just it's, you, they call it thirsty the kids they can smell yeah. it. I'm gonna text them. I haven't texted him for like three Who? months. Mackie, it's like every three months, one of us texts each other. That's sweet. He wants to sell you a house one day is what it is. <laughs> like whatever he's going to be selling at that point. <laughs> he was a born salesman. You know, he tried. It just, you know, Mackie came, or Mackenzie came in, beat him up. Gone. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like wrestling. What happens when someone wanted the 154? What, ha- what do they do? They wrestle off, right? Yeah. 
I mean, it's like you. I saw. Yeah, varsity JV. You gotta you, you battle for your spot. At any point, they can challenge. Yeah. It. In, in Atlanta, you don't know this. So I, RJ's talking like, God, I gotta go with out to lunch with Cowherd and with. Oh no, Gottlieb I've never. And, whoa, 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 whoa! I'm never complaining about that. No, you weren't. No, what you said. You, I was you, saying it's a, a lot of busyness. No, maybe. you brought along Mackie to make sure I was okay. Oh yeah. Right? Okay. Right? Huh? Am I right? It's like well, listen, I, I he, saw him talking. Make sure Fez doesn't get lost in the way the. Well, he, but then soon enough, he was carrying Fez's bag. <laughs> At one point, he was rubbing his neck. <laughs> I mean, listen, if that, if there's no man on earth that wants a valet, like an old school person. Like Virgil with the yeah, million dollar yeah. man. I mean, <laughs> didn't you take some dude's bag when we were in Atlanta <laughs> accidentally? No. Like we got an extra bag in the uh, in the, in the cab. <laughs> you think I'm just stealing? I, I, it's been a we, decade we, we since I've done it. We sent it back oh, okay, to the hotel. Okay, okay. okay. I thought you remember, said on purpose. You remember that? I think we're getting We're pulling back the curtain too much. <laughs> Pull it back. All right. Yeah. Close I'm the damn curtain. I'm getting dressed. I'm getting dressed. Come on, I'm open. <laughs> All right. So we're not going to talk about this more in a minute because I'm so pissed. The mother effing committee and this crap with Notre Dame is a. What was the. We saw the odds before the Tuesday drawing. Notre Dame plus 500 was our bet to make the playoffs. They, it was even money yesterday before the drawing. So in two weeks, the five to one went to even money and nothing happened beyond the ordinary. Everything went to course. It was one of the great bets. What do you think? Do, have we seen any numbers now? 538. All right. What's that? What do they predict? 15%. So everything's going crappy and it's seven to one. Yeah. Which is six ba- to one. Yeah, six, six to one. Yeah, six, six, so yeah. Matt, that's how good of a bet it was. Steve. Exactly. The fix is in and we're pretty much where we bought so it. We could still be fine. Yeah, but uh, Michigan, I, Harbaugh, not good in the big games. Not good. I, I Yeah. Let's see I don't think Alabama week. makes it over Notre Dame. So that, to me, that, that gives us a chance. If Alabama loses, we got a we chance. Got three, we got three bolts. Georgia's going to murder Alabama. And we just need Cincinnati, Michigan, or Oklahoma State to blow it. That's so you all. think if, if two of them lose, we're in? Yes. And we only needed one before. So we really, we got beat by one. We got it jumped by one team. Really and we got we to make sure Alabama doesn't play an even game and lose an overtime. I don't think that matters. But that's a dis- – oh, yeah. so we, we're going to bet that. That would be the last thing. Is So the, tell me the way you want to frame the bet quickly. Oh, I I believe if Alabama wins a close game, mm-hmm. all right. All right. So here's the bet: if they win, if they lose, if, not they, if they win, if they, if, they, if they win, they're in. If they lose a very close game, so by one, two, or three, they're certainly. Go- I feel they're going to jump Notre Dame. Okay, but I feel they're going to also jump Cincinnati. All right. If, so if I don't care. Forget, forget the teams. Notre Dame. So you're saying if and this only counts if one of them ends up less than the playoffs. And one ends up in. So if Alabama ends up six, it's still a bet. Or if Cincinnati ends up six. Now, if Cincinnati loses, there's no bet. Right. If Alabama doesn't lose by one, two, or three, there's no bet. But in that perfect scenario, we have a bet, 300. And it's in that case, who finishes higher? Provided one's in and one's out. Yeah. Who finishes higher? But there's another condition. The bet is if they both make it, it doesn't matter. Or if they both miss, it doesn't matter. That's right. No. Well, there's no way Cincinnati can miss if they win. Right? Unless Alabama jumps them. That's great. Right. Well, I guess Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State can jump them. Oklahoma State can jump them. All right, so I think that is still okay. Let's make it a ones in. And, all right, so this is a you know small chance, but ones in. Mackenzie, write this down. One in and one out. Yes, Alabama loses by one, two, or three. Uh huh. And you're saying Cincinnati, and I'm saying Alabama. Okay. Yeah. Who do you like in that one? Even money. 
I like Cincinnati. I don't think they're putting in a two-loss Alabama team the way that they look. Oh, last an week. undefeated Cincinnati. If Alabama, I, if Alabama I would, had, I would lay minus six hundred against. If it. Alabama had smashed Auburn last week, I think there'd be room for that but conversation. We're in this reality, yeah, in this reality, but, I like your side. But you brought up the good point that that Cincinnati, if the way you lose this, if, if Cincinnati struggles and they look bad against Houston and barely win, that and could that, that's the things. only way. All right. This is our one-liner or one-concept quickly rundown. We got four games left, and we got two more best bets coming up from the gang. First, Giants, Miami. Fez, your one point. Quarterback is not being adjusted for enough. Looks like Jones isn't going to play. It's going to be Glennon. I have this being a two-and-a-half point downgrade for the Giants. The line has gone from three-and-a-half only to four. But wouldn't you say that's driven by the Jones might play? I believe that. It, Jones, Glennon, Glennon's been reported as the starter today. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, I, so Jones is available, but Glennon's going to be the starter. That means he's the guy. He's I think if Jones time. is over the season, I agree with you. Since his concussion, he's been about as bad as anyone. If that's his truth, it's a problem. I'm not sure Glennon's that much of a downgrade, but I think on the season he is for sure. Hmm. AJ, don't get, care much for either side. I like first half under 20 and a half. If Glennon plays, the the Dolphins are a confusing defense for for a quarterback mm-hmm. who hasn't seen it. Uh, obviously, Tua is not willing to go down the field, and the Giants are actually good against the pass, so they may there may be a run heavy scheme. So give the pick again. Uh, first half under twenty what, and a half. Why under first half? Be- assuming Mike Glennon starting his first no, game of the let's season. Assume he's going to start. But, well, why I'm saying, first half? It, because it's his first half of football this Do season. Do we have any study? Okay, so you're saying it's rust and the confusion. Rust and seeing a, a confusing defense. And maybe he figures it I out like by the end that, of the game. But but twenty and a half such a bad number to go under, right, Steve? No, it's actually okay because 20, 21 doesn't happen that much. 21 happens, but 20 happens so much more because I've seen a lot of 14 seven games. That happens. It, it happens like 6% of the time, but 20 happens like 11% no of the time. No one said I want it to be 19 and a half. I'm sure. saying I want it to be 21. <laughs> I tell you what, the pros in the NFL, they love betting these low totals first half under because oftentimes what happens, a team by chance gets the lead and then defensive touchdowns happen in the second half and that kills your low total under. Minnesota, Detroit. You know, I might look over in this game. A little counterintuitive. Dalvin Cook is injured, obviously, for Minnesota. Swift is injured for Detroit. Both keep cogs in the offense. You think both of the offenses are going to be worse. Yes, but both teams, I think, are going to have to throw more than normal without their starting running backs. The Vikings certainly have a better backup running back situation with Madison. He's filled in before, filled in confidently or competently. I, I, I prefer the Vikings here. I think there's got to be an emotional letdown after three close games for the Lions. Indianapolis against the mother effing Houston Texans. I think the Colts, in many ways, should not only could, but should be 9-0 and their last nine games. So here's a 6-6 six and six team that's one of the best 6-6 six and six teams that I've seen in recent history. The losses against Tennessee, Baltimore, and Tampa Bay all could have gone the other way. I'm going to give you a bonus pick on this. Season wins, RJ. Colts, over 8.5. you got to lay 200. To make 100, I think the Colts over 8.5 is a great bet. They got three cupcakes, and they're an so under— This is season wins. There's available where? DraftKings. Over 8.5, minus 200. I fully expect the Colts to go 9-8, and eight, and if they don't go 9-8, and eight, to win 10, not 8. So more than 8. Yes. So how many games—so it pushes at 8? It win, If they go 3-2, and two, you win. Nine, they'll go 9-8. And, and if eight. you go 2-3? and three? You lose. So it's 8.5. Yes. Okay, because I, I thought I heard you say eight. So it was, uh, I may have. Over eight and a half. Okay. Why does this still seem like gambling to you? <laughs> Fez made that one seem simple, kind of. 
What do you think on this game? I know you hate Houston. I do hate Houston. They've got no answer for Jonathan Taylor. 145 yards on 10 carries and two touchdowns in the first game. They're bad against the run. The Colts have been run, run, is that running. Is the review journal you're reading from? It is. Uh, here's here's uh, I, obviously prop numbers aren't widely available yet. I'll By the way, his props. What's your record? 14 and three or something? 13 and four. Uh huh. Now you're using stuff I'm sending you. Good. Uh, <laughs> hey, if you were, congratulations. I'm kidding. So, uh, T.Y. Hilton has been a Texans killer in his career. 5.3 receptions per game, 94 yards per game, 17.7 yards per catch. So you like T.Y. Hilton over? Over 33. That's been his average total this year. So yard is not reception. Yardage. And you're going to throw a lot against Houston? I mean, early on, I, I assume they will. Can you go over first quarter for T.Y. Hilton? I don't think so. <laughs> Speaking of your props, Faz, we got the hit man. <laughs> we, <laughs> All right. got All right. we got the hit man. <laughs> I love you, hit man. <laughs> he is sharp. Pregame.com. He's translucent. Let's see if we can see through this. Yeah, let's listen. Best bet Cardinals minus seven and a half. The Cardinals have been a team that have been accustomed to winning by margin. In fact, seven of their nine wins this season have been by double digits. Arizona's offense is built to win by margin, and they are one of the league's fastest-paced teams with Kyler Murray at the helm. And they have 25 more plays of 20-plus yards over their opponents, which is the largest differential in the league. Arizona is a big road favorite off a bye, which is typically a strong subset due to the fact that Arizona comes into the game with extra rest and little risk of a letdown effort. The market hasn't fully accounted for how bad this Bears team is, mostly because of the fact that their defense has regressed to a below-average unit. Chicago's pass defense is 23rd in yards per attempt allowed. Their run defense has allowed nearly 140 total yards per game before last week's Lions game, and they are dealing with injuries to their best defensive players in Khalil Mack, Keem Hicks, and Roquan Smith. Chicago's injured, and Arizona's finally getting healthy. Lay the points, best bet, Arizona, minus 7.5. I'm clear-eyed. Arizona. You know, I was leaning Chicago at the beginning, and you guys filled me in on the injuries. I mean, and Hicks is the guy. If you look at the on-off with Hicks, last year included, massive. I think they call that setting the edge. I think this year, Roquan Smith, you could make an argument, is the best linebacker in football. And him being out or, you know, I guess uh, compromised would be massive for this team. What do you think of over in this game? I think if Kyler Murray plays, I don't like it just because I think that his lack of mobility, him being kind of fragile when he's hurt. 40 degrees, 16-mile-an-hour winds, desert team. But what I'm saying is I think – do you agree, now that Andy Dalton's cash for me, do you agree Andy Dalton is clearly better in any given game, whereas the result of the Bears benefit from Andy Dalton over field? I have a half a point better, not much of a difference. But I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about you points scored, meaning that it – and maybe it's not because if anything, Fields is the type maybe more points get scored because he's going to throw a pick. He's going to make an 80-yard That's run. That's an excellent point. Positive more, – more negatives and more positives. All right. Yeah. Hey, listen – it's not a problem to have an opinion that's wrong. It's a problem if you bet it. Talk it through. I mean, not with me, but, you know, whoever you can. You can try to tweet me on Twitter, at RJ in Vegas. You got anything? Nope. Allen Robinson's questionable. He's a really important wide receiver for the Bears also. So really bad injury report for the Bears. All right. We got a Dave Asler bat. We're going to say goodbye. Listen to Uncle Dave. That's Diamond Dave. 
Dave Asler, pregame.com. He is strong. He really is. He, Fez, oh, I'll give a little hint. He agrees with you with the Raiders. Let's listen. Talk to you next week. I love him. Bet the Raiders minus two and a half over the Redskins Sunday. For starters, the Raiders get an extra four days off. Washington coming off a short week only compounds the problem. Look, the Raiders filled a big void left behind by Ruggs adding D-Jacks. After they sputtered the first three weeks without Ruggs, we saw the Raiders' offense come back to life. D-Jacks in his first full game as a Raider, three grabs, 102 yards, and a TD. The Raiders look like the team who are second in the NFL in passing yards per game. Who's 25th in yards allowed per game? Yuppers, Washington. Furthermore, Washington ranks a dreadful 29th in points allowed per game. Another key stat, according to PFF, Washington's allowed 66 explosive plays. Only team allowed more, the New York Jets. This all lines up for Carr to have a big boy fantasy day. Lastly, and perhaps most importantly, it was Dan Snyder and his staff that brought the hammer down on Gruden. And no matter where you stand on the issues, the Raiders stand pissed. And I'm betting the Raiders minus two and a half over Washington. Mm-hmm.